and we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hi, girl. What's going on? Oh, not too bad. Um, it's Sunday, so you know, I'm happy to not be working. I don't have too much going on. Cleaning and cook stuff. How you doing? Danny? Child, it's a Sunday. Um, I got, um, I'm here with these badass kids. Mm -hmm. I love them to death, though. Uh, got my play nieces over here and my son. And so they're uh, tearing up my house. And that's always fun on a Sunday. So um, we uh, eating pizza and chilling out. Girl, I do not miss those days. Um, kids tearing up my house. <laughs> this makes me happy to live, a, well, happy to not have any kids in the house, I guess I'll say. Okay, okay. Has anybody joined yeah, us yet? Honey. Let me pull it out. Girl, we got two people in the chat. And if you can hold on, because the little oh. neighbor is Scooter, okay. and she wants them to bring their ass. So okay. hold on, chair. <laughs> Hey to everybody in the chat, I guess um, to the two people that joined us. It looks like BMT and Curlin. Hey, bro. Um, hey, BMT. Um, I'm reading the comments. BMT said him and his lady fix each other plate. And Curlin said his woman fixes his plate. Um, we don't get off into that. I think that... Um, this will be a light topic, something different, something um, other than our usual heavy topics that we do. So, um, yeah, we're we going to talk about it a little bit. Um, bear with us just a moment. Um, Danielle stepped away, but um, we're going to get off into this topic. I'm not even going to tell y'all what I do in my house, but um, it's interesting to see that uh you know, people have different dynamics, different things work for different people. So, um, you know, some men do the cooking and, you know, all the cleaning and they're the ones who fix the plates. But, you know, we want to know if your lady caters to you. Mm hmm. Girl, I'm back, child. The, okay. um, the little neighbor, she's so funny because she's so persistent. I told we had got we pulled up and she was like, are they coming outside? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they'll be outside. She came and knocked on the door like, God damn it, I thought you said they was coming. Girl, um, can, your kids still go outside to play? I didn't even like, seriously, my nephews and stuff, they barely go outside. You know what? I think um, over here, I work. I live in a working class neighborhood. So it's basically like working class people, but it's quiet neighborhood. Okay. And um, we have the basketball goal in front of my house. Mm -hmm. And so, did this little girl just leave my damn dog? Oh, girl. If she don't sound like somebody mama, like seriously, this is giving me flashbacks of my mom fussing at us for running in and out the house. Girl, I'm not doing wide open. Girl, you sound like somebody mama for real. Oh you giving me flashbacks. What the heck? You know, I went all the way to the door. I could have closed it, but I went all the way to the door to make her come close the door. You said, little girl, come close my door. 
<laughs> I literally had flashbacks. I'm like, next she gonna be asked to go get a switch. <laughs> I'm just <You're> joking. <laughs> I am just joking. But um, yeah, so good to know. You know, the kids still go outside to play. Girl, if I had kids, I would make them get outside. You better go sit under a tree with that tablet. Get out of my house. <laughs> if my, I have kids if my kids were younger. Um yeah. We grew up in a, you know, my kids, when they were really small, we lived in a suburban town. So they still went outside to play. Like um, my friends had kids their age and I have a humongous family. So they're cousins and everybody. So they still, you know, would go outside to play. But this was in the 90s, early 2000s. So, um, you know, it was a different time. I didn't think kids still go outside to play. Girl, yeah. Um, it's really, really nice out. I think the temperature is 74 degrees today. And so with it being 74, yeah, y'all can't stay y'all ass up in here and be looking at me. Uh-uh, get outside to play because, uh, yeah, child, especially Solomon. Solomon. <laughs> Ooh, wee. That's right. Let them go tire <laughs> themselves out. Yes, but, um... he has this uh, basketball championship coming up, so I'm really proud of that. They went Aww. undefeated this season. That's exciting. Yeah, honey. So I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Well, I did talk a little bit about how this is a different topic from what we typically do. It's not so heavy. We're going to have a little lighthearted topic that maybe we can have a little bit of fun with um, asking the fellas if their lady fixes their plates and the women who join us in the chat. Are you fixing your man plate today, sis? Like, what's up? Let us know. He can get so, that to himself. <laughs> first of all, we are your bay has already spoken. He was on the first oh, so I can't get on here, right? <laughs> no, don't stop. <laughs> don't stop. He let it be known that his one no, of I was getting ready to suck my ass off. I ain't fixing nah, shit. Sis, ain't nobody buying it. <laughs> you already been bust out. <laughs> um, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, different strokes for different folks. Um, you want to go ahead and speak on how you guys do things in your relationship and then I'll chime in. Sure. Um, generally, um, now Curlin does cook a little bit more than I do, but, um, and if he cooks, he will fix my plate if he cooks. But generally I try to make sure I fix his plate. I really try to make sure he has everything that I serve him, but because I really like doing it. And um, yeah, I, I really like serving my man. So, I, you know, I want to make sure he has everything he needs and, yeah. um, you know, it's nice, you know, um, yeah. I'm treated really, really well by my man. So I feel like that's the very least I can do is okay, um, okay. to show my appreciation so he sounds deserving. Very um, much. You know what this topic reminds me of? You remember like a few years ago, that like, oh my gosh, it was like a repetitive topic on like Facebook and social media where they would ask like, who gets their plate fixed first? You know, type mm -hmm. of thing. You remember that topic? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Around. So it reminds me of that. But I do want to say that um, I am like so old fashioned. I I probably should have been born in like the fifties because <laughs> I fix my man's plate for every meal. Like I get a little bit offended, like when he fends for himself, like literally, and my man, to be completely honest, um, I cook all the meals. Like he probably cooks well, every once in a blue moon, he'll cook very rarely does he cook, but every once in a blue moon, he will cook and he's a better cook than I am. He is a fantastic cook. 
Um, however, uh, I prefer to do the cooking. And even if I'm like making one of his specialties, I'll be like, babe, so what do you use when you, he like, just do your own thing. He, he's kind of cocky. So he'll be like, don't try to make it taste like mine. Cause you ain't, you know, you, you reaching too high by doing that. So he'll play with me like that. But I literally kind of get a little offended if he's doing too much for himself. I feel like that that's part of my role. And here comes the, the mammyism. <laughs> that's, that's Girl, my, no, my mom t- literally told me mm-hmm. to hand make sure you handicap your man so um when you handicap a man um it really does make um, it make it makes it harder for a man to just run off and leave you because usually if you're doing your job as a woman it's hard for him to leave anyway Mm -hmm. uh, like if you handicap them you do all the things the the little things i'm really mean like it's the little things that most people don't think about um, make sure you're doing all the little things and men generally don't know what to do when your ass is gone. They don't, like, I don't That's want true. to know how to work the refrigerator child. Like, I'm the same <laughs> way. And to be completely honest, when you say it, like, to me, those are like smaller things. And, you know, I was in a relationship with my ex. I still did all the cooking and, and taking, tending to the kids in addition to working a full-time job. Um, and I just, you know, I didn't complain because I wasn't overwhelmed by it. I, mm-hmm. you know, try to lead a very structured life because that's how I thrive. So I do like planning. I, you know, would iron the clothes on Sunday. I would, you know, go to the grocery store on the weekends for the week ahead and kind of, you know, uh, map out my meals. For, so I do a lot of planning, which helps me to keep everything in line. But um, I think that, to, you know, to me, I take great pride in that. Like I'm going to cater to my man. He he calls me spoiled, but I think he's spoiled. I'm br- I bring the TV tray to him, the little tray, you know, because we rarely eat in the dining room. Bring his food, his drink, any condiments he needs, all that. I'm doing all that. Yeah, yeah, honey. Uh, yeah, because you know, and I asked this question on my Facebook, and there were quite a few men like, "There's nothing wrong with my hands. I can do it myself." And I'm like, okay. You know, and it is different. <laughs> different and that's kind of what the men in the um, chat, you know, a lot of the, what BMT, I keep hearing them saying, like, I don't have a problem fixing. And there's, you know, my man, he doesn't care. He, I mean, if I said, babe, you know, I'm tired, you go ahead and, you know, he doesn't care, but it's something that I enjoy doing. Like, I enjoy catering to my man. So right. it's something that I enjoy doing. Right. Yeah, child. It was crazy. What kind of made me think about it, I was listening to somebody's uh, channel. I want to say it was O'Shea. And I want to say that it was somebody who got up on the panel and was like, uh, the girl told somebody he can fix his own damn play. And I was like, see? Oh, wow. (laughs) You know how like, okay, so for black families, you know, like black people have shared experiences. So like a lot of times when you're the girlfriend and you kind of auditioning and you're trying to impress and it's like like the first family function that he takes you to and all the aunts, they watching to see if you're going to fix his play type of thing. Right. I don't know why, but this topic makes me think of that, which I mean, of course, you're not in a relationship with them. And to be completely honest, what I'm speaking of is just who I am as a person. Like my kids are grown. And when they come over, I still fix their plates. And, you know, both of my kids have you know been dating the same guy. One of my daughters is actually engaged and um, my youngest daughter, they've both been with the same guy for a long time. Like, oh, I'll fix their plates too. Like, that's just who I am. And I'm usually the last to eat. I probably, you know, start washing dishes and cleaning the kitchen before I even fix my plate and sit down to eat. And it's just, you know, a part of who I am. So what would you do? Let's say you and your man are at a cookout, right? 
and a woman decides that she she wants to fix your man's plate before you can get to it. What do you do in that situation? <laughs> no, sis. Look, I had a conversation with my fiance when we first met, and we were talking about pet peeves, and um, you know, he is um, he's you know, he has some different. Um, things that he subscribes to, like that were kind of different to me. So he was telling me some of his pet peeves, and I, I like I told him I think like the maybe one of the only things that I listed was like another woman can't cook for you, another woman can't fix your plate. Like I, I don't do that. Like there's something, you know, to me there's something in that in that act. It's an act of submission, and I don't you know, and if, if it's his daughter or something like that, then I don't mind. But a strange woman, a friend, or something. Like, no. Yeah. What would you say? I got this. What you mean? I'm like, yeah, no, no. So she walks over and she's uh she's sexy and she walks over with a plate and like, here you go. You want anything to drink? And you just sitting there, what would you say? You know what? Um I probably okay, so a few years ago I was a a, a different concrete, but um, <laughs> trying to be mature and um, you know, trying to be refined. Um, I would look at him. And I would expect him to address it. I'm going to look at him and smile and I'm going to wait for him to address it because he knows that that is, he knows how I feel about that. So I'm going to expect him to decline the plate and tell her, no, thank you. You know so, what I would do. What would you, girl, I'm scared to ask. What would you do? I'd be like, hey, sweetie, um, can I get some chicken and some salad? And can you bring so me? A <laughs> You're so petty. I can just take the, take the plate from her and start eating off of it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> like, um, Thank you, Wendy. You so um, okay, so for me, I'm very black and white. So I don't have like an in-between. And people, you know, um, even in this space, I'm very black and white. I, I'm a very pleasant person until I'm not. So I don't have like a middle of the road. So I don't I don't really even have a petty button because it's either I'm going to go all the way off, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I'm going to be nice about it. So I just don't have an in-between. So literally, I would just look at him because my reaction ain't going to be nothing nice. Yeah, you know, after uh, a couple of years of anger management, child, I um, actually try to put myself in situations to where I would become reactionary, but I don't. Mm -hmm. And so I really practice on um, not being reactionary because I have a horrible, well, I used to have a very horrible temper. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, it works. Like I'm not as reactionary. I'm nowhere near as reactionary as I used to be. And, and then, yeah. People and that's something I've had to work on too. Yeah. People were usually, were usually able to trigger me um, at the slightest slight, if I thought it was any shade, what, what, what's, you know, and, um, yeah, child, after you, uh, go to, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, in that same vein, like, uh, you know, men will be like, oh, women be tripping over nothing. It's just a plate. Da, 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 da. I feel like everybody has something, you know, there are certain things that I might not find, um, I may not see any harm in doing, but, you know, once my man let me know, like, that, you know, these are no-nos for him, then, you know, it was off limits. I'm not even going to question it. It's like, okay, for example, um, there are certain areas of town that I can't go into. Like, literally, he'll be like, you know, and he has intimate knowledge regarding the workings. So, you know, I trust that. And he'll be like, nah, you know, you ain't going over there. And I, I don't be like, oh, 
no, I'm grown and da 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 because I know that it's for my safety. I know that he has my best interests at heart. I know that it's, you know, out of care and concern. It's not like him trying to be controlling because he thinks men are over there, like that he has valid reasons for not wanting me over there. And I'm not questioning that. And, you know, he wouldn't, he didn't really question when I said, you know, I don't, I'm not feeling another woman fixing your plate or fixing you food. And that whole, you know how we joke about having work husbands. Oh, yeah, I, I, oh, that yeah, ain't gonna happen for mine. Not for mine. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, sis. Have you ever had a work spouse? Unofficially, yes. Okay. But you know, like you know, I didn't call him my work husband or something. But he really and truly, what it was was a guy who was, I'm assuming, intrigued by me. So he would like always come over to my desk and ask me if I needed anything. Like you know bring me uh, coffee in the morning or like if they were having something in the break room, hey, you know, come over and, you know, such and such is going on or, you know, like, where do you have, he would sit with me at, I would go to my, go to lunch and he'd come and he'd come sit down and even if he wasn't on his lunch, just chat with me a little bit. So it was kind of unofficial. Oh, okay. 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 Were you in a relationship at the time? Yeah. Oh, wow. Did oh, you ever tell your man about it? Um, I think I mentioned it to him in passing. He kind of laughed it off because, you know, it's somebody that, um, you know, I wouldn't entertain on my deathbed. So he kind of <laughs> laughed it off. It was somebody of a different persuasion. So he wasn't. Yeah, he's like, all right. Yeah, he's like, yeah, she ain't going to do that. <laughs> you know, so um, it wasn't a big deal. But yeah, I mentioned it to him. Okay. Okay. I had a work husband a long time. Well, yeah, child, a long time ago, but um, mm-hmm. basically was the same thing, but he was just good people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, do you work in a mostly male dominated environment or is it mixed? Now it's more even, but I'm mm-hmm. still one of, and I'm 40, but I'm still one of the youngest people there. And okay. so, um, but I work, I, mo- I work mostly with old men and, you know, old men are freaking hilarious <laughs> hilarious because they don't care about what they say. Um, oh, gosh. yeah, honey, they don't care. They don't, you care. know what? I've noticed that too. It, sometimes I hear like older men talking like water cooler talk and I'm like, this is just a sexual harassment suit waiting to happen. <laughs> like, they saying some of the wildest stuff. It's like, did you really just say that? Like, I mean, you know, because back in the day, they could do that type of stuff without fear of all the Me Too and, you know, feminist yeah. army coming after them. You know, I- I've never got, you know, it's never been anything that has offended me. So I don't make a big deal out of it. But I just be thinking like, you know, some of these people are extremely sensitive. Like, you don't know who might hear you. You know, and it's crazy because they really, um, we, we do have a, uh, we work with a white lady, right? Mm-hmm. And she's the only one. It's a white, it's a white lady and a white guy. Mm-hmm. They're the only two white people in our office. And so with the white lady, um, of course they treat her different. They treat her real different. They, mm-hmm. um, Hey, Miss Susan. How you doing, Miss Susan? They almost sound like little slaves. Oh, oh yeah. no, I can't do that. Nah, bro. Don't don't do that around me. Don't do the soft shoeing and the shuffling. But oh hey, oh girl, I was girl. In my mouth. Like I cannot. I can't stand yeah, it. And I, I I'll tell y'all one day uh about me and Miss Susan's um fallout, but 
Yeah, child. She's one of the reasons I ended up in um, anger management. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm going to treat Miss Susan just like I treat Natasha and Shakisha. What's up, Miss Susan? No special treatment? What you mean? I ain't even like, calling her Miss Susan. I'm calling. What's oh, up, Susan? Hey, Susan. Hey, Susan. <laughs> 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 you ain't getting yeah, no special sir. treatment, sis. Miss <laughs> Susan, um, and it's crazy. Um. Mm -hmm. She she can get away with. I've seen her get away with things that I know that they wouldn't let a black person get away with. So I just mm. I found that really really interesting. So you know my eye my eyes on that old helpful like you better stay mm -hmm. away. Who but, said what's what, you see you see BMT down there? Y'all always caping for him, boy. Boy, you always like, your mama neck for one. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it though that in these spaces you never hear people calling out the caping for you know the other persuasion, but they be quick to call somebody a simp if they defend black women? Oh, uh, uh, simp. simp Girl, you remember uh, when we went on our city and show? Now, when we went on there, oh, they're lying. They're lying about everything. They're liars. Mm -hmm. They're black women. They're, they're liars. Mm -hmm. Child, when a white woman came on there, oh, she's so pretty. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! She, she sounds so feminine. Oh, I'm like if you say some bullshit, mm -hmm. I'm so glad I, went yeah. I wouldn't have been able to take it. I cannot take the boot licking. Like, come on now. Child, they went in for that lady. I was sitting there like that. I ain't never seen them like it. it was, I was embarrassed for it, low key. I was really oh. embarrassed. Somehow I'm not surprised, but yeah. um, what do you what do you think? Uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm good. What do you think? We should open it up and let the fellas tell us what they think about women fixing plates, and if it's a requirement for them, a must, or do they not really care? Don't put up too much stock into it. Yeah, let's open it up. Let's Come see. on up, brothers, and let us know. I mean, to me. You know, and this is like we said, this is a lighthearted topic, but to me, it is symbolic of, you know, your position um, in the household and not that, OK, if one day you fix your kid's plate first or you don't fix his plate, that it means that, you know, you don't value him. But I mean, that being a habit and being, you know, something that you um, generally do in household that to me, it says where the hierarchy, it, it kind of signifies the hierarchy. In addition, it um, is a form of submission. It shows that you value him for bringing home the bacon, for taking care of the household. Um, it's a way in which it's a small gesture that you can do that, you know, lets your man know how grateful you are for him and all the things that he does. So, I mean, to be honest, when I think about things with my car, like, I, you know, I, I'm not going to... Um, have to stress about things with my car because I know, you know, hey, if anything ever goes wrong with my car, like I'm literally call him. He would be upset if I didn't call him, even if it's something that could be handled with roadside assistance, but I didn't notify him. So, you know, think I don't have to worry about those things. And he doesn't have to worry about what we're eating for dinner, if he's going to have a plate, if he's getting a big steak, all that is going to be taken care of automatically. So he gets a big piece of chicken. All the time. <laughs> no questions asked. Oh, well, I thought BMT was going to say something, but he just he dropped. Yeah, hopefully he'll pop back up here. Hey, but um, being that you have a small child, I'm going to go ahead and um, spring it on you. So who eats first in the household? Um, or who gets their plate first? I'm sorry. 
generally I'm still going to fix the man's plate first um, because I still feel like that's a sign of respect. Um, hold on. Let me see how they leave this damn door open. I can't stand kids. <laughs> see, and they ain't closing my door flat fast enough. So if I see one fly, oh, it's going down. Hold mm -hmm. on to Okay. Okay, I'm back. Um, you know, oh, were you finished answering? Because I want to, I'll, I'll wait till you're done and then I'll. Talk. Okay, you said you generally. Asked, generally, I'm going to fix the man's plate first, um, because that general that's pretty much how I was raised. The man gets to eat first. Um, in mm -hmm. most households, you know, we're just about like I'm from the uh. I'm from Mississippi, like deep in Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, that's, that's where my family yeah. comes, so I know how it goes. Yeah, so we've always been taught that, that the man eats first, mm -hmm. always. And so, and you know, to be honest regarding that, that's something that used to be practiced more, you know, back in the days when people didn't have as many resources. It was important that after a long day of hard labor, that the man came in and he got the big chick piece of chicken that the, that his food was ready as soon as he came through the door because he's been you know working hard and back then most women you know stayed home with the children so they're not doing manual labor and working up as much of an appetite as the man would so i understand mm -hmm. the premise but to be completely honest in this day and age and i have to say for me um generally i don't we don't eat like family style where all the food is laid out at the table um, right. I fix the plates and then even when we're eating at the table, I fix the plates and I take them to the table. I don't take them to the table until all the plates are fixed. So everybody generally gets their food at the same time. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Cause we don't, we pretty much do it the same way. Um, yeah. putting stuff in the kitchen on the plates and then we bring stuff out. But mm -hmm. generally, uh, in my families and for, uh, and I, and I would say the majority of the women, I don't know any woman in my family who would tell the man, fix your own goddamn food. I don't know. Right. Or get him like the little piece of chicken. <laughs> you get the, the scraps, whatever's left over. I mean, and to be honest, if you have a man that you don't feel is deserving of the big piece of chicken or of having his plate fixed first, then you probably ain't got no business being with him. You know, he's probably a bum and you probably ain't got no business being with him. You know, and or there's an issue with you where you don't respect, you know, um, you know, the, the male or head of, as head of the household. Well, let's see what BMT has to say. All right. Good hey. afternoon, BMT. Hey, Good, BMT. Afternoon. Good afternoon. How y'all two are doing? Um, um, yeah, y'all got a good topic going in this. Um, it's pretty good, lighthearted, relaxed. Um, definitely appreciate y'all too. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I usually, my, my old lady usually always does that. She does fix my food. Um, she's been doing that even um, before when I was courting her. She was already fixing and cooking for me. I, that was something that was uh, completely new. So uh, she, when she was doing that, she just wanted to see me eat and be healthy. Um, but also in the same sense, um, I'd be like, nah, nah, nah you, you straight. Like sometimes I'll give, it was it made her, it, it changed her mind a little bit when I started saying like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know sometimes like she was like, man, this is some really good, um, she'll try like a new recipe and she really liked it, you know? And I know she'll give me the majority of the portion, but I've, you know, if I see her like it, I'll put some on her plate. Mm, I said, well, that's so cute. You know, I'll put, I'll put, I'll put some on her plate. 
and, and she'll be like, no, 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 no. I gave you. I say I get it, but what's mine is yours. So I don't mind you eating. You know what I'm saying? And I know, uh, like I said, my come up. Um, in my come up, you know, when me and her were first, you know, scratching and, and building ourselves up, uh, I remember sometimes like we didn't always have, you know, a, a whole fridge full. So, you know what I'm saying? So I ne so it was nothing to me to be like, listen, you know, make sure you and the baby eat. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? Y'all eat, I'll be good. You know what I'm saying? She didn't like that, but I understand that that's when that of a man, he puts his family and his household first. Mm. Like, there's no point in me eating and living if y'all suffering. You know, there's different, there's different- No way to look at it. So there's different courtships of how, like for me, I'm the type of person like, like at certain settings, I won't eat until my kids eat. Mm -hmm. Feel me? Some men, I watch how they, oh yeah, get me my blade on that shit. But I'm like, yeah. no, did you make sure your kids got food first? Did you make sure that mm -hmm. your um everything got household straight? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. see, I know you heard the woman stomach growling in church. So why don't you, you know, dang, yeah. like, come on, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we's a dude. Yeah. I know I would be the man, but I'm also the protector. So mm -hmm. I got to make sure mine's is taken care of. So shit, I, you know, some some men, you know, I don't mind taking my babies and sitting them on my lap and they eat off my plate. Oh, we'll I love all eat together, you know what I'm saying? But that's my mentality. Mm -hmm. So that's my mentality think about of growth. Uh, so, a good point, too. Like that, that's a ahead. different dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, if, if there aren't enough resources to go around, to me, I do expect, you know, I, I'm going to fix this plate first, but I would expect the man to make the sacrifice, too. So that's why I fix his plate right. first and that I make sure that he's fed first because ultimately, if anything ever happens, I'm expecting him to be the one to take the sacrifice. And that's a good point. Mm -hmm. You 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 kind of and, gave a different dynamic to a different spin on it that I hadn't thought about. But, but you know, that's something that you can only imagine just how much that would, that gains more respect and loyalty and trust between you and your woman because she's looking at it like, damn, even though I'm feeding, you know, I'm, I'm my man, he's still more so thinking about me. Like, if I know my woman came home and she's coming from work or class or something like that, you know, usually I don't mind making some green beans, some rice and some chicken. And I'll make sure that food is in the microwave or sometimes the kids will clean up and they say, make sure, I say, make sure your mom have her plate. Like, when I'm doing my shows, my wife don't get off of work until around 10 or 11. So I won't eat. I'll feed the kids and everybody else. I won't eat until she get home. And then I'll sit down with her and eat. And that means a lot to her because she feels some type of way if I don't eat with her because that's our intimate time to actually bond. Men and women, you don't understand. Like I get sometimes try turning off the TV and just talking and, and eating. And you'll see the intimacy of just what really goes through through your mind, the laughter, it's a more sort of an intimate coping um, bonding moment for the man and the woman so that way they can understand each other. Shit, sometimes me and my woman go in our room and just sit on our bed and eat and, you know what I'm saying, and we might share a plate or something like that, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's more of an intimate uh, moment for us to actually just keep that reinitiate that, that inertia of love going. So that's stuff that I do, you know what I'm saying? I ain't say everybody doing it, but that's stuff that I do with mine. So that's usually sometimes when I have to tell people I got to get off the show, that's because my mate is home 
And that's our time to like keep that fire stoked. Go ahead. Yeah, that's dope, um, BMT. I do want to say one more thing, something that you brought about too, that is extremely intimate to me. And it is like eating together, eating out of one plate. And I didn't know um, that that is something that comes from Africa. You know, like they would eat out of one bowl and eat like one thing I can say, I know some men, this is another topic, but some men get like really testy when their girl like picks off their plate or like if their girl wants whatever comes out, you know, you go to a restaurant and you order something different. And then as soon as it comes out, she wants some of your food. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing that I've never experienced with my fiance. He is one of those people, like he believes in sharing his food and he likes that whole family dynamic of, you know, if I have something, I'm going to share it with you. So mm-hmm. to me, that is a very intimate thing. And it does does say something about the character of a person when you know he's willing to share whatever's on his plate with his mate or children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of a little sexy chest. <laughs> Look at you! Oh my god, it is. It's cute. It's cute. It's really cute. Kevin, what do you think about that? Is your woman fixing your plate today, Kevin? Sometimes, sometimes it depends on how she feels. Um, uh, I'll say this. I'll say this. What's evil in some situations is when there's an argument and they know uh, and they know the man can't cook. Sometimes the man would need to go and buy food from outside place. Mm. But when they know, because not when the woman's angry, sometimes she's not cooking for you, but she knows mm-hmm. he's hungry. You know them type of situation. Now that's where I find the evil. Yeah, I do too. I'm going to feed my man even when I'm mad. I am telling you, we can have a knockdown, drag out argument, and I'm still going to cook for you, bring your food, bring your condiments, bring everything. We can eat in silence, but I'm never right. going to not feed my man because I have an attitude. That's I just don't have that petty in me. So let me ask y'all a question. Let me ask y'all this. Y'all have, a, let's say y'all get into it. Are y'all the type of people that will sleep in separate bedrooms if you're mad at each other? Mm-hmm. I've okay. been there. No, no. Go ahead, I, BMT. Okay, so yes, I have been there where me and her have gotten into some arguments and some begrudgement. And I said, fuck it, I'm gonna go sleep on the couch and, and go chill and watch dog on Netflix and TV. Uh she hates that shit, boy. She she'll start coming and doing little shit just to like nudge me. But I know that, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing about it. Like, listen, y'all, you know, here's a little test. You know your woman really fucks with you? If she come out there and put a blanket on you. Like, facts. Oh, so yeah. That's how you know your woman really gets, still gives a shit she about you. She might be mad. But she like, damn it. All right, stay your ass on that couch if you want. <laughs> but she'll still put a blanket over you or check to see is that nigga still breathing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes I I I move, but I don't. I know sometimes I you got to know your gauge, and I don't want to say something too. And I've gone past that gauge where I've said some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't try to skew. I'm a man, so I got to no no. Sometimes I should have known when to just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Just the same time, she even has her gauge where she's like, "I'm your wife. Don't forget that. Don't call me nigga. Don't call me anything mm-hmm. else. You call me by my title." If you ain't got shit to say, Joe, just get your ass, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I mean, so I gotta respect, I gotta respect her when she say that kind of shit. Like, you, you gotta understand, we we still human, we still people. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we keep trying to downplay 
well, he, you're a man, she's a woman. No, you got to know that they got we got stuff going on just like they got stuff going true. on. You know what I'm saying? True, true. So it's an ongoing battle. We, we both on the battlefield together. So, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I know when it's sometimes just like, yo, I'm going on the couch. I go to, I go on, I just jump on and do my shows. And if I'm angry, sometimes I force myself to go to the bedroom and either hug her or kiss her. She mm -hmm. may be a sweet, but she at least knows my touch. Mm -hmm. So I, I can tell when she stops, like she stops snoring. She's like, okay, <laughs> so she knows I'm in here. She knows I'm there playing game. She rather know I'm in the vicinity close by than just saying, well, fuck you. And I definitely don't run to know somebody else to go tell them my shit. You ain't gonna never know what's going on in my fucking camp. You know what? For me, um, in the beginning, like I would sleep in a separate room. I mean, if you hurt my feelings, I'm like, oh, you know, I would sleep. I didn't want to be near you. But um, I know that my fiance does not like that. So, and he's never once. I can make him mad. He gonna get in the bed. And he lay, lay right next to me. And, um, you know, he, like, that's, you know, he doesn't like um, this, he, he doesn't like that. He doesn't think that it resolves anything. And sometimes I felt like, okay, well, I need some space or whatever. So um, I'm a, I'm a communicator um, and he's not always ready to communicate. So I would feel like if we're not, mm -hmm. if we don't talk it out, then I don't want to be next to you because we haven't resolved it. But he's a Sag, and Sister George, you know what that means. Like, he's not going to be the one to break the ice first. What you say? No, we are stubborn as shit. Oh, man. Girl. Yeah, so. The crazy um, thing is we could be dead ass in the wrong, but we aren't going to say shit. Even if we're dead ass Woo. in the wrong, we'll wait till you come. <laughs> So you, you want to talk about it because man, man, it'll, be like, it'll be like, um, <laughs> girl, um, it's crazy because I'm I'm really like this. If I do something to piss you off, I know you're pissed off. But my whole thing is, and I think this is kind of how sad just look. Well, I know you're pissed off, so I'm not gonna go to you while you're pissed off. I'm gonna wait till you come to me because when you come to me, you're gonna want to talk. And then we can actually have a conversation, but I'm not going to go um, into the line of fire just because you want to argue and shit. I just, you'll be all right. Yeah, child. That is so true. And that's how he is. He doesn't, I mean, he wouldn't acknowledge it, but he's, he's stubborn. So, but I, I want to communicate. So I'll be the one to be like, okay, babe, we got to talk about this. You know what I mean? Like, let, let's talk about it. Because even if he's in the wrong, he's not going to come to me. And if I were to be like, because I know he doesn't like the whole sleeping separate thing. If I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go sleep in another room. He ain't going to come get, get my black tail. He ain't going to come be like, babe, come back to bed. He's going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's how he is. So now I don't. I'm just going to lay next to him. And, you know, we may talk about it, whatever the situation is in the morning. Okay. Okay. Um, usually, like with me, when I get upset about something, um, being that I'm a person that's kind of impulsive, I can just kind of fly off the handle like, da -da 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 -da. <laughs> and so um, now it's like if I'm mad about something, I kind of take the time to think about it and I'll think about it to myself first. And then I'll communicate exactly what it is I'm feeling. And it's not 
going to come across as attitude-ish or whatever. It'll just kind of come from my good place as opposed to when I'm mad and I'll say whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kevin? Um, and for me, I'm kind of like an introvert. So when the person is shouting and shouting and shouting, there are two things going to happen. I'm going to walk out the door or I'm going to give you the cold shoulder because, because I haven't got the temperament to set, stand there, just argue with you and argue with you. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why the people that I know, I'm normally with are the people that are kind of, how do you say, rude? It's like, I, I don't <laughs> know why I just end up, it's like, because I'm an introvert like that, because I'm not going to make myself shout at you when mm-hmm. technically I just, it's like, so, so what, what, what normally will happen, me and the person will not talk for four or five days. Mm. But, but uh, because I because because technically I could be in my room all day and I'll be good. You know, uh, I, I don't. Do it. I, I, it, but, I, but, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, but, but other people will say uh, there's only a certain amount of anger before I'm going to hit back, or I'm going to be rude, or I'm going to sh- I'm going to call you out of your name. Just that I tend not to do that. Like it's it's a habit. It's a bad habit, but at the same time, it's not me. Well, I don't know what to do. Like, it's not me. Yeah, so everyone's different. Uh, you know, you said something. You said um, you tend to date people or end up with people that are rude. I, I can't stand that. I'm, 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 I'm sensitive, so um, I cannot be with a person that is rude. Like, if you're just, <laughs> you know, some people are just obnoxiously rude and just, like, have diarrhea of the mouth and if it comes to their mind they're gonna say it no matter how offensive it is i, I can't um be with those types of people oh my gosh what are they doing to my house um, okay um i don't typically like for people to be rude to me either because i'm very sensitive as well and so um I do take everything to heart. So I'd be like, you got to watch how you say that shit to me. Cause <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, I'm really, really good with a cold shoulder, but like, I don't have to, I won't talk. I won't say nothing unless I'm ready to, but, uh, that rude, I, I, the disrespectful type of shit. Mm-mm. Um, I'm, I'm too old for it at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. We should be, able to and you know, people say that's just how I am. Nah, you know when to uh, tone this shit down. Mm-hmm. So I have a <laughs> like, question for you. Know they say, uh, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. No, I you go ahead. I'm, I thought you were done. Go ahead. You know how they say uh, black women know how to act when they get to a job with the white man. We know how mm. not have, not have to have to have an attitude. Mm. That's how I'm like, you know who to talk to. You know who to bring this shit to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fellas, I have a question. I have two questions for you because I don't want to forget. I have a short um short uh my short-term memory is is bad okay so first question um would you does your partner would your partner care if another woman fixed your plate or cooked for you and the second question is do would you care if your significant other or wife had a um work husband um no, I I, th- I think the thing about it when it comes to fixing my plate type of incidents, 
so much like if it's a family setting, it's not that big of a deal because it's more so of a family setting and they already know I'm coming with my mate. So um, it's just, un it's predominantly majority. So we kind of can write in the van for that because, you know, majority of the time uh, I get up with my woman whenever she goes to the thing. So all I do is point at it and she just, okay. And she just puts it on there. But, you know, usually, so that, like I said, we kind of just move together as a, as a, as a pair. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as I've had women, like, like hand me a plate, I've had that happen plenty mm -hmm. of times. And um, I, I just pass it off to the kids. I'm like, oh, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. I give it, I give it, oh, I just <laughs> let, the kids, I let the kids eat off it. And the girl, and the woman literally said, uh-uh, uh, I made that for you. I said, okay, thank you. And I give it, I will, I, I give <laughs> and it I off. And I gave it to my kids. And I gave it to my kids. It will not go, it will not go any. My, kid, my son would say, more please. And I would hand her back that plate and say, more please. <laughs> so you can please go get me some more. And I, that way it'll save me the trip of having to get up. So he kind of keeps from that. But I do understand uh, some people are watching the bag or some people are watching what you got. So they check that out and they look at the uh, the maneuvers of the man and the woman. Um, and, you know, women women have women have a certain way of how they do body language with each other mm -hmm. uh, or how they maneuver. Mm -hmm. So what us as men don't see, they see. Or they're like, bitch, you know damn well you out, you out, you out, you off code. Or versus sometimes they'll do certain stuff where they'll make certain little slides. So they be having their they seek a little caddy words, wars and shit. True. My wife, be, my wife be telling me that shit. Did you just see how she winked at you or looked at you? I said I didn't see shit. Oh, you pretend like you didn't see. It. I'm like, woman, shut your ass up. We ain't about to do this shit. We got 20 minute drive. If you saw it, you caught it. You interfered. It's dead. But most of the time, it, it, like I said, I. Try to tell her, listen, you see me, I see you. If something's going on, like I said, just give me a kiss or grab my butt. So that way you can make it say like my claim. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. I do the same thing whenever some dude like checking out my woman's butt. I put my hand right in her butt pocket. Mine. So I stake my claim. She stakes her claim. Shit. Yeah, I mean, good luck. Made it all be in your favor. So we that's how we handle that. Now, uh, towards the second question, I believe you was asking about the. I'm gonna make sure I do, but I want to get work it. Work husband, would you care? No. Um, yeah, I do care. Ah. I, I, I do care about that um, because that starts leaving open opportunity. Uh, I'm not gonna play dumb about that, and I'm not gonna play naive because the fuck is a work husband? Shit, I give you money and I make sure you have gas in your car and <laughs> you got food at your house, and I get, I go to Zachary. You need a work husband? Call me up. And I'll take a break. And I'll come <laughs> be there for you at lunchtime. We can go lunch. But no, none of that stuff. And then not to say I'm um don't I don't leave no room for error for that kind of stuff. That stuff does leave open because you might have a bad day with me and you might get in an argument. Or how, you know, concrete or sister George, y'all probably could have gotten an argument with y'all man. And the dude's like, Well, how about I take you out to lunch? And you know what I'm saying? They listen, guys know how, listen, so first the best thing you do one becomes a the crayon. <laughs> yup, yup. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, so I never played that card now. Shit, hey, hey, listen, you want me to take you to goddamn um uh, takeout? I always wanted to go there, but my man would never take me. I'll take you there. Boom. The opportunity is open. Now you 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 see you opened yourself up to that situation where it can be misinterpreted or now feelings or different stuff is gonna be put in there. So 
sometimes the best thing I don't do work husband work wifeies and shit. I mean, some people do. I don't mind you having friends that are male sometimes, but you should know you better not tell them something that you haven't already come tell me. And damn sure that work study stuff because I mean, majority of her friends that if they are male, they're gay, like gay. Yeah. Gay. So I, I mean, I don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? They they go out for drinks and all that twerking and shit. So y'all go have a good time. You know, so I don't thought that, but you know what I'm saying. But you know, I just don't leave it open for that kind of stuff. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you, BMT. You're welcome. Um. So, I'm so, I'm I'm basically the same with I'm basically the same with him in number one and number two. But however, here's number three. Here's where sometimes I'm not gonna accept it, but say for example. Me and you go out, and and you've been ignoring me for two or three hours. If someone else comes and fix me, fix me a plate, then it's not my fault. Because you know, sometimes when you're out somewhere, you 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 know you went out. Yeah. So if someone comes and fix me a plate, it's not my fault because technically, so so basically, you came to fix my plate, then 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 go back with your friends. Yeah. That's kind of rude. So that means we, we want to, and that's so the only so the only thing that matters was to you was the play. So so what happened to the two or three other hours that we were there? So if someone comes and fix me and play, it's kind of your fault. I'm sorry. Hmm, that's interesting. Now I do think if a woman is being petty, like let's say y'all get into a disagreement just before you head to a family function and y'all get there and she's still calling herself being mad and she doesn't want to fix you anything to eat, you are leaving the door open. The same for those women who say he can fix his own plate. So you saying he can fix his own plate if um you know Shaniqua see that he don't have a plate and she bring him one, you kind of left the door open for that, you know. And then as far as the work husbands, I do think that it does create, it can create a space where an emotional affair happens, even if they're not physical, because you're confiding in him, start telling them personal business. You could definitely have an emotional affair with a work husband. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I was going to ask you, uh, is it true? Do y'all be catching that? Oh, I do apologize. Say again, BMC? No, I was going to, I was like, is it true they like, do some of y'all females be catching like? Is there like a female sense to catching females, like intention on doing that, or just like, uh, just like you know, over precaution? Like, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, the I don't think most feet. Well, okay, I'm 40, right? Uh-huh. So most women who get to a certain age don't have the same types of insecurities mm-hmm. at a certain point. So. I don't walk around thinking like everybody is after my man. Everybody's after my man. Everybody right. wants my man. So I don't have those types of insecurities, so to speak. Though I think my man is attractive and I think women do want him. I'm not looking over my shoulder thinking that everybody wants my man. Everybody's out to get me. But at a certain point, like if me and my man go to a function and me and my man are together and he's and I walk off to another room and I'm having a conversation with his aunt or something. And he's sitting there and somebody brings him a plate, especially if they've seen us sitting together. And then you sit like a couple, you know, we just sitting um, mm-hmm. uh, at arm's length from each other. We're, we usually sit together at, at different functions. So 
it's like if a woman does do little shit like that, then I kind of feel like it's a um, it is uh shady in a sense because you know this is my man, and I wouldn't have any business fixing your man a plate. Right. Like, oh. Bring me a plate too. Oh, it's, it's well, they bring both of y'all plates. Oh, uh, okay, uh, okay. Now I'm gonna increase the intensity just a little bit. Okay, say for example. The guy is now select. Clearly, clearly, the guy select. And you know, loads of girls are going out after it. Technically, as soon as you leave a gap, there's room to enter. But for a guy that's girls don't really care about, you're able to leave as much bigger gap as you want. Now it's just a joke. Do you understand? Well. In my opinion, I think that once a man gets a woman, yeah. that automatically makes him select in a yeah. certain sense. Um, because somebody he was able to get somebody, they were able they were able to get each other. So that automatically um brings the man up, especially if the woman is attractive and she's feminine and stuff. So I think that automatically raises a, a guy's number. A man having a woman automatically makes him more attractive, to be yeah. honest. Yep. I mean, I personally, uh, like if, if someone were to ask me, I've heard different definitions of select. I mean, in my eyes, my man is select. I don't think, you know, he's fine. He's fit. He has a good job. He's competent. You know, so when I think of those things, but in addition, I like going back to what Danielle said, um, I guess I'm not necessarily always on guard thinking that someone necessarily wants my man, but I do think that it's kind of, um, it's kind of, it's a slight disrespect to, you know, you see my man, like, let's say if we were at a family function and, you know, maybe it was his family or a friend of his, you know, uh, a function of a friend of his. And they see me sitting with him because it's unlikely, like I, I'm pretty introverted, you know, believe it or not. Um, it's unlikely that I would be in another room with some of his other family. I would likely be sitting right next to him. And it was, it's kind of a slight disrespect for someone, maybe let's say an old friend that he's known for years that she comes up and she brings him a plate. It's one thing for her to say, hey, did you want anything or can I bring you guys something? That's like, you know, what I would consider like them trying to be pleasant and trying to be polite and accommodating. But to bring him a plate and you see me sitting right next to him, generally we're locked arm in arm or I'm right up underneath him. Um, it's a little, it's a slight disrespect. Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, well, okay, okay. Remember, I said I'm increasing the temperature. Now, can the baby mama fix your mama, your minor plate? Uh, um, for me, um, no. Uh, no. no uh, the answer is definitely no for me. Uh, I mean, I'm just you know. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how that, how that works. I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work. Yeah, a baby. Let's say you're they're they're all for over. their children. Maybe yeah. you're focusing for their children. She no, can't, she can't fix them no more. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, I take that back. But I've been to like a birthday, and the baby mother and the wife were both there. And literally, I mean, I mean, I, I'm just being for real, like holistically. That no, because literally, the wife will literally be right there, like the wife. And I mean, some people are no, just no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I never said the wife's there. I said when the wife's just not there. Say for example, oh, I, can't I can't see. I, like if she if he came and told me that, I, oh she trying to get oh, so she trying she wants some she wants some from you, 
Oh, how did you respond to that? But uh, I'm not really going to stress myself out about something that I wasn't able to witness. Now, the difference would be if she's fixing all the plates and she's like, right. hey, hey, Kurt, you want anything? And he, oh, no, I'm going to you know, that's different as opposed to. That's a good point, Danielle. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, what, that's what I can see. Like, if she's fixing everybody plate, then there's no foul there. Right. But, but then also, if she's just fixing you will plate, and I get it, like, the mother, let's say the mother's off getting a gift or doing some other stuff out there in town. I'm now putting it on the charges, me as a man, on how I'm playing or reacting. Because, see, you can't get into the house unless I let you in the house. So mm. if you already out and we only thing that we got is this kid, nigga, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about to fuck, fuck up what I got for you. Like, no. Like, hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on. Because, because now I'm just playing devil's Africa. Because now I'm just countering it. If the woman, the ex has been fixing the mass play for five straight years, suddenly you now come over and say you can't fix his plate. Technically, if he wants to eat, he wants to eat. It might be his favorite food. There's still an attachment. And sometimes, uh-uh. if if, no. if you make a bigger no. deal out for it, that's when it can get worse. It doesn't have that. to be made a big deal out of it, but you could just politely decline. But I don't care if you've been fixing his favorite food for 45 years. We together now. I don't need right. it. Right. Uh, you better sit down somewhere. No, okay. So I'll tell you this. So, okay. So I went to my brother's wedding, right? And we, yes, you know, usually the couples we all sit together, and you know what I'm saying. Like my, my, you know, my old lady, she wanted to go see what's going on with the kids. Now, of course, my brother's wife, she has some, she has some cousins. You know what I'm saying? The baddies, as we call the baddies table. They just, they just do their own thing. Now, one of them came dressed a little bit. You know, mildly inappropriate. We're gonna tell her she's at a wedding or she's going to a goddamn No, uh, you, you try to catch at a wedding. Women do that intentionally. You go now, to a okay. wedding to try to catch. Now, okay, so oh, this is gonna be good. So she came and sat down at my on my in my wife's seat. Mind you, usually a woman when they put their purse on their seat, you know there's a woman sitting there. So she sat there and said, Hey, how you doing? And She's like, hey, how you doing? You look cute. Like, you know, what's going on? And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, but you know, God had a ram in the bus. But guess who showed up? Goddamn grandma. Grandma took that. You know how they got those prayer towels with their um, cloth? Yup. She put that thing right on her, right over her. She said, you get in the back and put on some clothes. And I was like, she said, boy, don't you let that woman get you caught up. And I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I ain't say shit else. Not to say, but the thing about it is, yes, some women will try to just see, are you going to take the bait? Are you going to take yeah. the number? Or some shit like that. men are attractive. Like single men, women, a lot of times they want the taken men because you've shown that you can commit. That's why a, a wedding ring on a man's finger is not a deterrent. It's more of a magnet because Ooh, they that's are a thinking I request. that I can take Ooh. this woman's place. You've shown yourself as a man who's willing to commit. You're not afraid of marriage and they somehow think that they can be in the wife's place. Well, not, not, not only that, but you also have to factor in the fact that if they do get something started with that particular guy, he's going to be more inclined to keep it quiet because he has a lot to lose. 
Mm, yep, I ain't gonna lie. I listen, I ain't gonna lie and say yeah. I ain't been in them damn cars, boy. Shit. And you know what, BMT, you brought about another fact when you were talking about like the language of like is there like a, a you know unspoken language between women that women understand? I think that we certainly do. Like you can kind of tell when a woman is being flirty. There are certain things I don't know why men sometimes be acting like they're oblivious to the flirting. So I'll say that. And then I'll say, I don't say it now, but some, it's so true. Some, in addition, some baby mamas are extremely petty. Like I've been around baby mamas who are, you know, either still sleeping with the man or they want to, and they'll do stuff like, "Baby dad, do you need anything?" You know, like they do little or pet names, and like they do little things to antagonize the new girlfriend. Call you like right. at eleven o'clock at night. Ain't no right. damn child awake at that time. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, to, to your point, though, Concrete, I, I will say mm -hmm. that there's been times when, you know, chicks have been flirting with me and I was literally not paying that shit any mind until I thought about it weeks later and was like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's what that was. See, and women don't be wanting to buy that. They'd be like, you've seen, you know, women don't get upset because they just swear you knew, you, you knew it. You knew what was going on. Right. Hello. Hello. OK, now I'm going to take you to another level. If a guy is now earning less money, and you're not able to cook, sometimes it becomes a worry because he can no longer afford to be taking you out. So fixing the plate becomes more essential. So, so when they say, because technically, if you're dating someone who can't cook, technically, you have to be boarded. I'm sorry, because it's cheaper for you to cook inside than to cook out. Does that make sense? Uh, it, it depends. Well, I yeah. Don't I, I don't know. I, I know women who, I know, I have a friend who doesn't like the way meat feels. So, and she can't cook either, but, um. So she doesn't cook. <laughs> I have quite a few friends who don't can't cook or don't cook. Um, and yeah, she prefers to go out to eat. So um, yeah, it, it would be more expensive, I guess, um, when you're dating someone like that. Um, unless you unless you cook, unless you get in the kitchen and cook. And now I can tell you there is no way that I am going to be the more cooker than the woman, even though I can't cook. If you understand with me, it's like if, if, if someone asks who, who's cooking more, it's going to be her. You understand? It might be her four days, I mean three days, but she's still cooking more. And the right. next question, and the next question is that sometimes when the guy's out of the job, for you to come home at cook for him regularly becomes less stressful, especially when he ain't working and they're struggling with money. Now, do you understand it? Wait, what you say? It becomes less stressful for who? If you, it, you come it, home it, and cook, it, even though yeah, he's working. It, yeah, yeah it's, it becomes more stressful because the guy is still waiting for you because he's traditional. Remember, it's... it's so that's still, a good, that brings about a good question though, Kevin. So I'm going to answer this and I'll ask Danny too. If the man isn't working, do you still hold to those traditional values of fixing his plate and cooking for him primarily? Um, for me, and I think about like my current fiance, 
Um, yes, because I know that it would be a temporary thing. Um, he's not going to just be out of work. You know, if he was injured or something on the job or, you know, um, something happened where he was out of work, it would uh, only be temporary. So I wouldn't change the dynamic because of that. Um, in addition, I, I actually enjoy doing those things. Like it's kind of weird. Like I enjoy cooking and cleaning and you know doing the dishes and like it makes me feel like I, I'm structured. So it's like I have little like a little um, list in my head and I, one thing I can check off. And another, so I enjoy doing that. But what about you, Danielle? What would what would you do in that case? Um, I would still serve my man. I I know at this point I feel like I've made good choices and so. Being that I know I made good choices, I didn't get with anybody who would just uh, sit around and get stagnant and just be like, ah, oh, life is over and I'm right. not going to do anything and just sit there and look stupid. So, yeah, of course, I would continue to serve my man. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. If it got to a situation where he did get stagnant and he wasn't doing anything, that would probably change the dynamics of our relationship because you try to motivate, you know, you, and as a woman, I feel like you should do everything to motivate your man um, and to be in this corner and everything. But if it got to a point where I felt like I wasn't um, helping the situation, I wasn't helping him want to move. I wasn't helping him want to do anything. Then that would just kind of make me think that we were unequally yoked. Mm -hmm. at some point. Like if he went through a depression, you know, and you give, yeah. you give, time and stuff but after a certain point like he couldn't be off work and not doing anything for no year yeah right right like like and that for, makes sense right like for example god forbid i lost my gig and and danny was the primary um what was the uh fuck what's the name of that phrase breadwinner yeah she was a primary breadwinner like i'm gonna hold down the other shit while i'm while i'm seeking other work Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I already know that even once she gets there, she's still going to fucking make my plate, even if I fucking cook. Like, that's just how mm -hmm. it go. I mean, but yeah, and I think most men like men like you, Carlin, like men who are used to being the provider, like they don't want to sit home and not do anything. And that's the same thing. Like with my fiance, if right. I, you know, like he was on vacation and he'd be like, okay, well, babe, I'm cooking tonight. Or like he would just take over certain things that I would typically do because he happened to be at home. And I'd be like, babe, no, I can cook. And he like, no, nah, he's not trying to hear it. He's extremely productive. And even when he's on vacation, he's doing different things, doing something around the house. He has different things that he's into. He, you know, he's not just going to be sitting on um, playing the game that that's right. just not going to happen. Yeah, so, the, wait, wait, wait. That, oh, that stagnant I, shit drives me insane. So right. I, I want to say this, and um, because like I told I told my cousin, um, her um her boyfriend or whoever, the nigga don't work, and you know what I'm saying so she goes she goes to work and she do X Y Z and she cooks and cleans. I said stop doing that shit. Mm -hmm. I said stop stop cooking for that nigga. <laughs> don't cook for that nigga no more. Don't cook for him. Don't wash his fucking clothes. Don't do a goddamn thing for that nigga. Oh, and, well, he, I, and, he, and he was like, why are you telling my woman to do that? I said, first of all, the motherfucker ain't your damn slave. She out there working and keeping the house afloat. And see, that's a problem we got with a lot of these niggas. They mm -hmm. think that they deserve the same entitlement, but they ain't putting in yeah. nothing in the fucking household. So but, you got to get yeah, the fuck and, on. And, and, well, and, 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 me, I get that, too. Let me say this. Because, um, you know, most people would have got on your ass about stepping in the middle of their relationship. And I would have. When are you talking about? Huh? Most women, um, Sister George. Well, if 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 it was a man, 
because you know the whole thing that we're told as women is not to tell your relationship business to mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, you're not really supposed to be talking about your relationship shit to anybody, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that we're taught in the South. Like you keep your marriage, especially if you're married, mm -hmm. you keep your marriage problems to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, because at the end of the day, if you run around uh, telling people your marriage problems, people are going to be looking at the man like he's a piece of shit, but you don't still oh. love the dude even after the fact, after y'all mm -hmm. get past something. So that's my that was just a small little. Okay. Oh wait 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 wait. No, so, so we'll let hey, you guys because I'll say to let him get in here. Hey. Uh, hey, what's up? What's up, y'all? What's, what's up? Going? Thanks for having me um up here on the panel today. So what what I, I'm looking at the question you're talking about you know who fixes who plate or if the woman should fix the man's plate is is that the gist of what's going on up here today well it's kind of a broad uh we we started off well is your woman fixing your plate today to um is your woman uh, is your significant other allowed to have a work spouse to uh if if you, the baby mama comes and fixes the man a plate we we kind of jumped um in and out of different topics mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So check it out. Right. <laughs> so I'm glad that uh, you guys decided to allow me to come up here and speak today to that specific topic. Right. So here's what's happening. You got a lot of people, and I've said this a multitude of times. You got a lot of people who want traditional shit to happen, but they themselves don't want to do the traditional things in uh -oh. return. Okay. Uh, my woman was throwing a Super Bowl party for me here today. I had no idea that it was going to happen. I'm out here on the grill right now, right? But guess what she's done every step of the fucking way since I got up this morning? Ask me, baby, you want breakfast? Baby, can I get you this? Can I get you that? Can I do this? Right. Can I do that? For you? This is her plan. I didn't even know that this was happening today, right? But that's because I holistically live the lifestyle that she's living. You understand? Traditionally, I went and put four tires on her truck, not mine, hers, because I drive a E-Class Mercedes. You know that. Um, but I noticed I came out the other day and I jumped in the truck to go to the store and I was like, hold on, something ain't right. Let me go down here. I looked at the tires like, oh, shit. So I went down there and put four tires on her truck, okay? Um, washed it, cleaned it up and all that good shit. You got to understand there's a, and I know that we live in different times, modern times, and I know that the ladies on here ha have heard me say this before, all right? And here's what I would tell you. If you want traditional style relationship, traditional style relationship, you have to be willing to do the traditional style things, be it a man or a woman on either side. If you're a man and you want a traditional style woman who fixes your plate and washes your clothes or your uniforms and who makes sure that you have a hot meal and a dinner and all of these things you got to be that type of motherfucking man that can make it possible for her to do those things if you're a woman and you want that traditional style man who makes it possible for you to stay at home who makes it possible for you to have a hot meal on the stove breakfast lunch and dinner for him then you have to be that traditional style woman if you're getting these things you understand so it doesn't really matter who does what because we live in a different time and you got women that come up here and say, well, I ain't cooking. I ain't cooking for a nigga, this, that, and the third. Well, you don't want a traditional man. 
you got niggas that sit and say, well, if I'm with a woman, you got to pay half on everything. Well, you don't want a traditional style woman. You can't expect for her to goddamn me have a hot meal on the stove when you come home from work. You can't expect for her to wash, cook, clean clothes and shit, make up beds, dust, mop, all that bullshit, vacuum floor for you if you're not a traditional style man. This is the end of the gender war. This is really what it's all about. Right. We know that more people are going back as we age to traditional style, wanting traditional style relationships. When you're in your 20s in 2020, right, you don't you don't have a need for a traditional style relationship. But if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you're looking towards more towards the, the traditional style relationship setup. Right. I'll say 35 and plus. You, you want traditional style relationship. That's what it is. This is why, and I'll be brief, and I'm past the mic. This is why you have, when men ask the question, what do you bring to my life? I'm already happy. I'm looking for my er. You understand? My happy er. So if you come into my life, because I'm already happy, how do you make me happy er? If I come into your life, you're already happy. How do I make your happy er? E-R. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What can I do to make you happier? Exactly. Because you're a woman and you're 35 and you know you're single, you got your own house, you got your own money, you got your own car, you're doing your own thing, you got your own job. You're happy. You can sustain life the way you are. So my job is to make you happier and not make you sad. Not come in and be a burden to you. That's my job. Right. So the whole thing about fixing plates is this, right? For a man, that's kind of like the ultimate. That's the ultimate sign of respect. Right. That's the ultimate sign of appreciation. Excuse me. That's good. I'm sorry. Mo, that's the ultimate sign of appreciation for a woman to fix a man's plate and bring it to him and sit down. The ultimate sign of respect for a man to do what a man does for a woman is what? Is to make sure that she doesn't have to worry about her security or safety or um, her ability to sustain life. That's the ultimate sign of respect. That's what it is. Bar none. Bar any, barring anything mm -hmm. else, that is the ultimate sign of respect. Right. Oh, the, the, Not the to get that shut off or that mm. eviction notice for the rent or for the mortgage company or the late notice for the cable bill. or you know, That's the ultimate sign of respect. And then when we when we sit here and have these conversations, divide it down back into the old school way of doing things. There are roles for women. There are roles for men. It doesn't matter if you're living in a modern society or not. There are fucking roles. My woman doesn't have to mow the grass. She will never, ever have to take a fucking car to the goddamn shop to a mechanic. She will never, ever have to fucking put gas in her shit. She doesn't have to do that by the same token. Guess what I don't have to do? I don't have to worry about coming home to an unsanitary home. I don't have to worry about coming home when the bed's not made up. The bed is the same way it was when I got up and left for work this morning. No, you don't get that. No. You don't. You simply just don't get it. Right. Did you have to talk to your girl? Do you understand, what I'm, do you, do you understand what I'm telling you guys? No, no, no. You oh, make, we you make, you we make, already you, on the same page. We yeah, want to hear your take. That's why I said what I said, you know, but I, I want to reply back to what Sister George was saying. Truth as I you, know it, you want to chime in and give us your take on the topic? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, to me, 
my, my grandparents on my dad's side, they were married for, I don't know what, 50 years or so till the day they died. My grandfather lived until his 90s. My grandmother lived until her 90s. Uh, you know, he fought in World War II. And so he told me, he goes, you know how we did it in our household? I did the dishes for the first 20 years. And then for the second 20 years, she did the dishes. And then after that, we, we've been switching it up. And, um, and I don't even know if she ever worked. He was an engineer. He was an, engin an engineer. I don't think she ever worked. But he would still do the dishes and then he would still cook. And they're very traditional. And he's like, you know, he's a part of the silent generation. He's not hugging his kids. He's not hugging his grandkids. He don't hug men like that. He might hug the women. He ain't hugging men. So he's a man, man, shoots, hunts, um, you know, good, strong education, strong earner, provider. But, you know, he would cook. He would do dishes. And she and don't work? I don't know if my grandmother worked. I never saw her work. We never lived in the same city. So, oh, okay. you know what I mean? And so... And, and so I never, I never saw her work. Some work at home. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what she yeah. would do. I don't know what she would do at home. I meant, I guess, outside. The well, home, let me but, ask you. Know, but like, take, but take care of though. She might have taken care. You know, she of course would take care of the home. But I think, like, you know, you, you, we hear about traditional values. It's like, what's the name's right over here? Um, homeboy was talking about. You have to be able to provide that role. If a man's paying all the bills, what's the woman going to do at home? Nothing. She ain't even going to clean and help out. Well, that's almost like a form of usury, like the dude who, you know, who, who doesn't have a job, but then he doesn't cook or clean up around the house. It's like that's a form of usury. And if you look back in the, in the history, it's not necessarily that a man knew his role and a woman knew her role. And and they said, well, I'm a man, so I'm going to do this. And you're a woman who, who you're going to do that. It was like that's how culture had made things. You didn't have to necessarily talk about it in those ways. The woman couldn't work. It's not like she had the option to work. Right. She couldn't work. So she right. had to stay stay home and do something. So she wanted to keep herself busy or she ended up shooting her head. You know, she'd commit suicide if she didn't have shit to do. So when women have the option to work, now things change. Well, here's the thing with fixing that plate too, man. Like, see, a lot of times, man, they go, they say, well, the reason we fix plates when we go out to, you know, at a, at a Easter dinner and, we, and we're out at a party and we fix our man's plate. And this is what, what you do in the black community. And then you fix a plate for your husband. And, and in one aspect, it's noble. I think it's very noble in that way. And it's good for your, your wife to do that. But I'm like, but if she does that on Easter dinner, she does that at the Super Bowl, but she don't do that at home. And she's giving you lip and she's mm. sad with you and, and talking shit. Then that's some fake bullshit then. All that is is, is pseudo submission. It, oh, it's, that, it, it's a show that, that you got to stay away from as as uh as okay, a I didn't you might have to go out and come back in for some reason Streamyards does that every time someone new joins i have to go out and come back in all right but, but some people but that's the thing about it is uh and I, like i said like i know like what the, what the brother was saying about he didn't know if his grandmother worked some women even though they didn't work like the traditional you know, t turn in a tax income type of job. Different women were babysitting kids and getting paid, uh, folding and, and washing clothes or, you know, I'm saying, hey, tell you what, you can go to work. I'll watch your kids. That was work. Like, I guess some people didn't see that work because, yeah. you know, it was right. just, well, that's woman shit. But my grandma, was, listen, my at the time when my granddaddy came up short or my, uh, uh, I've seen some women come up short or the man come up short, they're like, don't worry, I got it. And they would, you know, make a hustle. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hey, girl, you need me to um, stitch some clothes or some they're shit? resourceful. Like, yeah, they're, they're right. resourceful. You know what I'm saying? They'll make some, you know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, how about I go make some Sunday plates for your church? And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Y'all compensate me for the food stands that I spend and stuff like that. Like, I've seen, that's why I don't want to, that's why I don't like to always see, like, some people say, well, the women didn't do shit at the house. Like, bullshit. But I watch my grandma, yeah. I watch my aunt, and I watch a lot of women at the house do some pretty interesting stuff. Oh, like, yeah. They don't, don't always have their different side hustles and, right. you know, different things that they could do, whether it was curling somebody hair, you know, whatever they could do to make a, you know, make a few dollars. But my grandmother, she she worked as at a factory doing, like, the 10-key punch, and she still came home every night and she cooked and she, you know, fixed dinner. Same with my mom. Hello? She had her own catering business. Yeah, yeah we got still, you. Right. We can hear you. Yeah. 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 Um, you hear me, Carlin? Yeah, man. You can hear me. I'm just saying. But I'm just saying, like, like my like my my aunt, she makes at least about four hundred dollars every weekend. That's minimum, like just doing here every weekend. And that's not even from that's like that doesn't even include onto her husband's income. So the only thing like I reason why I said what I said to Sister George, I agree wholeheartedly with Q. If you ain't doing your task as the man. You don't ex- you don't deserve the same access that the woman is giving you. You can't say, "Well, I want you to cook, clean, and wash my stink ass drawers." But nigga, you sitting at the house, or you walk around, and I get why she said, "Well, why did you say something?" I'm like, "Well, if she's coming to mama, if she's coming to us, asking for some money, or I'm seeing that my family's going without, nigga, you need to get the fuck on." Because you, you, you and I think that's how it should be too. As a as a family member, you should say, you know, like my brothers would do the same thing if they see somebody that ain't holding up his waiter, ain't you know, treating. Who's speaking? Is anybody speaking right now? I can't. Yeah. Yeah, Can you hear the general? Q, can can you hear? Q, you can hear us. Q, can you hear me? Yeah, I heard. I heard. I can hear you guys. I just didn't want to speak over anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. and I and I'll be brief. Listen, man. All right. So people he, in these in these discussions, as opposed to who's doing what in the household, as it opposes to relationship, right? Okay. There are things that go unseen in every relationship, right? Okay. So for a couple, case in point, they say, "Well, you don't have to cook every day." You're right. This is what this is a complaint that women have. You're right. But my protection is full time. You don't you don't have to go to the doctor every day. But I but I make it possible for in case you have to go to the doctor. Guess what? Those that means are available to you. You don't have to go to the dentist every day. But guess what? I make it possible. So if you should need to go and have some dental work done, it's there. So there are variables on either side. We just have to really have the holistic conversation and the honest conversation for it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, well, they, they talk about, they, they complain about, women complain about cooking, cleaning, and all of these things. Listen, man, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be perfectly clear. As a single man, really, I can do everything that I need to do. I can wash clothes, dry clothes, cook a meal, vacuum floors, watch TV, talk on the phone at the same goddamn time. I can, and while I'm doing that, I can also dust and vacuum a guy. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he just, he just, he just faded in and out. He just faded. He was getting good and he just went out. Like, he just, shit. Uh, all right. All right. You know, there, there you go. Down to, 
It comes down to balance, man. It's got to be balanced. If you, what you know, right. the man brings what he brings to the table. Balanced. She brings what she brings to the table. And, you know, this whole traditional stuff, that's great if that's what both people want. But if one guy wants it, wants it traditional or she wants it traditional and they're not built that way, like you got two uh, career earners. She wants to work and, and make money. He wants to work and make money. Good luck having a traditional relationship there. That can't happen. So it can happen. It can be traditional, though. She's working. If she's got a full time job, she's working 50 hours a week. That's that's where you're wrong at. It's very because she works outside the home. She works outside the home. That makes it non traditional. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. See, you guys get it misconstrued. It does matter. That's exactly what it matters. Traditional means the man works. The woman stays okay, at home. Well, I'm not as soon as she gets a 40, 40, she's brother. working 40 hours a week outside the home, that means it's non-traditional, just right there off top. Brother, we as black Americans have always been in a non-traditional style relationship. What do you mean? What That's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's what I'm... I don't understand. I don't understand what's traditional for, for everybody else. Other races of people is not traditional for us. I'm right. gonna take you back real quick and I'm gonna pass the mic. Back in motherfucking during the slavery days, the man was out there plowing the mule, the woman was right behind him dropping the seeds. When they got out of that field at, at fucking after eight o'clock at night when it was dark and you couldn't see no more, guess what she still had to do? She still had to go home and she still had to tend to the kids. She still had to fucking cook a meal. She still had to do all of these things. Guess what that man still had to do? He still had to go bust firewood. He still had to goddamn me try to protect the family as much as he possibly could. We all that's traditional. She was pregnant for nine months. Or she was and a, she or still, you still had to work in the field when you were pregnant. You still were still working when you were pregnant. So you got to understand that. My grandma Cheryl Pee while pregnant. Yeah, you still had to work in the field. Yeah, but that's missing my point. Labor while they was pregnant, working in the field. No, I'm making your point. Actually, no, no, you're missing my point. No, I'm not. You're arguing with you're arguing a point I didn't make. All I'm saying is that. You got to have balance, man. That's what it comes down to is the no, balance. See, and for each couple, that's going to be different. For what's balanced for, just like how what's traditional to you is different than, than what's traditional to me. So me and my wife, we have a, we, we're happy with our lifestyle. Is it non-traditional? Yes. Are we happy with that? Yes. So in your household, you may have a more traditional relationship. Are you happy? Yes. But you, but, but you got to have that balance. Okay, and okay, so if, and, and that's something that you gotta see. Let me finish. Oh, okay, you okay, have to so talk about that before you even get together, right? So as, you, brother, as you grow with the person, what's an ideal relationship for you? I think a lot see, of times you get is, people that get together. Wait, you want to interrupt me, please? Let me finish. Okay, let's see what you want to do is talk to people and say, look, this is the type of lifestyle I want. What do you think about this? Well, you know, no, I was, think, I was thinking I wanted this. As a matter of fact, I know a girl. She went on a date. She's single in her 30s. She says she wants a man. She says she wants a husband. She says she wants to have kids. She goes out with this guy. She tells me, this dude's got his own house. He, you know, he plays an intro, uh, instrument. He's got a motorcycle. He's in the military. He's got a great career. And she goes, well, you know what I want? I want a man who will stay home um, while I work because I've got my master's degree and I'm trying to make money and I want a man who will stay home with the kids if I need him to stay home. But I also want to get a, be, I want a husband and I want to have kids. And he told her, cause she told me this, he goes, that's not what you want. You don't want a husband. You don't want to have kids. 
You just want people to enter your life and support you in the ways that you want. But that's not what you, you don't really want the husband. You don't really want the kids. Because if she did, I, I said, I, I agree with them. Because if she did, did, you would look at this dude and say, this is the perfect setup for me. He wants to be here. He's willing to be here. All I got to do is give a little give and take right here. But she doesn't want to, She doesn't want that give and take. She doesn't want that balance. So this is why she's in her 30s and childless and unmarried because she she's not she doesn't want that balance. Go ahead, Q. Did you want to respond or did someone else want to chime in? I, I can do that. Um, Go ahead, BMT. So like I said, for the for the first starting out of um, um like I told y'all, we started out in struggle, you know what I'm saying, building up on each other, and it was good because we actually understood we knew just how much each other could bear. I don't think a lot of people know how much each other can take in a relationship. So, but and that when I went when I went full on into the military and say, yo, I'm gonna just make this career work. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really holistically always get to be home. But I also kept in mind, I one day asked her, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is your dream? What is your goal? Because you forget when we get in a relationship, some people stop their momentum of what they're doing because they are now focused on what the other person needs. And so I didn't mind saying, yo, what's your dream? What's your goals? What schools are you trying to get into? I can't go to school because I'm always out of country. Q, you understand it. You know how it is for us military people. Once we start our careers, we're going. We can't slow down. So she was that at-home mother with the with the boys. So soon, soon enough, stuff happened, shit hit the fan. And I got injured and I got put in a coma. Guess oh, what? Shit. So she even more so had more burden because she got two kids to deal with, plus also a man she don't know who's going to wake up. So she's like, well, shit, God, I don't know how this is going to turn out. So she had to make a lot of life changes for me. By the time I woke up, my woman already had her license to be a CNA for the um, government. That was good checks because guess what? Now she's getting paid to take care of me as well as make sure that, yo, she said, I said, what happened to our house in Florida? She said, baby, when you was asleep, I didn't know if you were going to get up. So I got rid of the house in Florida and I moved to Georgia where you was where you was at. So she moved our whole life closer to me while I was in intensive care. You get what I'm saying? Things yeah. do happen where, where you, where you, where you, where what was once how you set it up for everything around one person Mine stopped what she was doing out of the traditional sense. Say, yo, I had to go to work because I didn't know if you're gonna make that cost. Granted, I'm not gonna lie, some of the ladies in my family, are like, well, you should have stayed and take care of the kids. She's like, uh 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 uh, I didn't have that option. My man, I didn't know what was gonna happen. So rather than wait and be that damsel in distress and wait for somebody else to save me, yeah. I had to I had to pick up and say, yo, either I'm gonna make this work, stop crying, and get my ass to work. Right, so, right. Some people, we have to, and yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Black people, we do not live in traditional settings as other people have. So we have to learn how to adjust to certain circumstances or environments where we have to, yo, I, I'm, I'm in a position where I can do this. Now, so now, luckily down the road, we're really good. You know, I'm glad that she does that now. Now right. she's going to school again to go get her, um, her chiropractor license so that way she can work on um, VA as well as sports medicine. So, but guess where I'm at? I'm at home. I work at home with my business. I'm the understand home father. 
she's going to school and she's going to work. But see, I still support her and I don't mind being home. Does that mean that she treats me any less than a man? No. no. She still comes. She still cooks. She still does the things as her motherly and wife duties. But also, sometimes when I know she's out of bounds and she has exams and stuff like that, I don't ask her to cook. She's doing her job. She's studying. I cook. I make sure that the kids and me clean. I go to the school function, the programs, because I know she's doing something for investment for the family. So every house is going to be different. What works in and all our houses ain't going to always be ideally the same. I think that's where we kind of clash heads at because we kind of try to say this is the end all be all code of the black household now. And right. We know that's not true because I don't know where I think where like um, concrete was saying I used to live in an urban family um, neighborhood. Now I'm in a different neighborhood. So, you know, different income, different intakes. Now she has a man. You know what I'm saying? Where now it's not as hard. So now you never know. Probably three years later, y'all probably plan on moving out to the countryside. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe y'all might want to move up to like the beach or wherever. So different stuff is going to dictate on how the men and women interact on how they're going to do their on do the roles in the household. As long as you respect the man and you can make the plane say, baby, I submit to you. Just don't forget that you submit and provide for the family. Then y'all be cope aesthetically fine. You know, I'm just being realistic about this shit. Right, right. It, it's it, it's just, it's just like like me and Danielle was talking the other day. Like she knows off the rip that as long as she as as long as she's with my plan, there ain't shit that I wouldn't do for her. But that 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 doesn't exclude like her her dreams, her goals, and her purpose either. You know, like when we talk about this shit. I take her input and I factor it into the master plan and it mm -hmm. becomes our plan. If that means that, that I have to, to, to shift and balance, you know what I'm saying? Shift the balance a little bit and cover for when she's busy and vice versa, then that's what the fuck we going to do because that is our household and it's going to look different from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It's just like BMT was just saying, it, it's, it, it's about, it's about, it's about covering for each other and knowing like if I were out for the count, just like BMT was just saying that she would do shit in a way that I would approve of, you know, right. and that that's just, just right. kind of how it rolls. So But here's where we get the argument conflated at. Okay. Since, since we've been let off the plantation, the vast majority of black people, black men and black women in relationships and marriages have had to work together hand in hand to have a certain standard of lifestyle. See, we act like we as black men have had the ability to do what white men have had the ability to do, which was have the opportunity to have a stay-at-home woman. We know that that's not the case for the vast majority of black people. We know that. So we got to go away from that. We've always had... I don't, I don't know that the vast party. majority of white men had stay-at-home moms. I don't I don't know that that's true. At, at, like well, a, at, at a point in time, they okay, did. Hold on. Can I finish? At a point in time, they certainly did. And I will tell you why. Because if you look at the if you look at the freaking numbers, the numbers don't lie. Uh, white men have always had that for the most part the advantage. There are more of them than it is of us. So by the numbers, they've had the ability to be able to be in certain positions in the economic uh, in the ecosystem here by the numbers okay 
when you look at the average household income well, hold on, hold on, for a black what? family, when you, no, 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 no. Black just, women didn't have I'm, to fight listen, to go to work because we were already working. Numbers, and so no, there no, was no, a point in time when, when white women were not working. When you look well, at the economic point, when you look, can it was I, illegal for white women to like open up a bank account. I don't, so, I, mean, I don't, I don't care about all of that. What I'm telling, what I'm telling you is, what I am telling you is, and this is the bottom line. When you look at by the numbers, more white men were able to have a woman to stay, be able to stay at home than black men. Even slavery, pre-slavery days, during slavery and after slavery. Why? Because they had the upper hand. This is a country built for them, by them, for them. We've never had that advantage. It's only a small percentage of black men that were able to move up the economic ladder to where they could have the advantage to have a woman that was able to stay at home and not have to work doing uh, fucking back in the day, in the thirties, twenties, thirties, forties. That's not what I was saying, though. I wasn't saying that. Well, that's what. what, 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 what you, what you, well, what I'm saying is that's what I'm telling you. We've always had to be a two working uh, family, uh, two, yeah, but hold two on, working but party family. You're acting like it's a fact that, like, well, black people always had to struggle and work. Um, and work together to make. I it didn't happen. say struggling. Like, work. I didn't say. Finish. I didn't. Not, but, but, I didn't on. say. No, you didn't let you. You have not allowed me to finish. Well, what that's it is, you, is that's why you, you, go, you the haven't the allowed me to finish. You work, haven't allowed me to finish, brother. I'm like, this I don't know how so, that is. You're not listening. You're not listening. You're, you're not, not listening. listening. You know not no, listen. you're only you're only listening to respond. You you know not to listen. Don't push a fucking well, narrative. Let, let, come on, because no, we no, want to be able no. to hear now, both of you guys. So right. let's take it one at a time. Push. Like I don't even know who the fuck you are. You don't know shit about me. I don't even I do know, know you. I talk to you. Remember, you're the guy. You who told me you? that. Uh, who are you? Benadryl who are you? Who are you? You know truth, you never, Q. Yeah, you right, know what I am. You remember you were telling me that Benadryl doesn't make people sleepy. I've never had I've never had a Benadryl conversation with you, so you got me confused yeah, with somebody else. It was me. It was no, me I haven't. You, uh, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Look, I was I'm not. With I've never told you that Benadryl doesn't make people sleepy. Yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, you no, at the end of the day, this is what I'm telling you. When you look back over history, you will see that for those of us who were married, We've always had to have a two-income family where the man and the woman both had to work, okay? This is what I would tell you. When you look at the numbers, by the numbers, more white men, and it's more of them than it is of us. Even if you break it down across the board evenly in the social economic numbers, more of them were able to have. More of them were able, were able to have their women to stay at home and be housewives than it was for us. So that's true, why you true. can't apply it across. So that's why you can't apply it across the board. We have we've always had to work together. You can't apply to, what across to have the board. a certain standard of living. You can't apply what. So across. I don't understand. So I don't understand what the fuck the difference is. You what are you saying? You can't apply what across the board. When you apply the social economic standard across the board, I don't understand why we 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 got to have this conversation. Listen, that my mother did not. Sense. We, that I, make sense. Well, I will tell you what. I'm, I'm going to show you how it makes sense. 
my mother was afforded the opportunity. I'm talking about me. I'll, I'll personalize it right now. Me. My mother was able to be a stay-at-home mother because my father was able to make enough money to take care of the family. It was six of us, five boys, one girl. My mother didn't have to get a job until my baby brother was damn near ready to graduate high school in 2000 and motherfucking four. Then she went back and I took wanna, up her nursing I want to speak and, on that, though. You know, she when worked you talk until she about, decided to retire. When we... When we okay. talk up, that's not the average black can, can you hear me? household in 2020. We know that. Can you hear as, a, as opposed to as opposed he might to can't hear you. our counterpart. He, he can hear you. He just won't stop talking. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sister. Go ahead. What'd you say? Can you hear me, Q? He can't hear me. Q, okay. can you hear some concrete? No, I can't hear concrete. Okay, concrete, come back. Jump out and come back in. It's not yeah. me. It's him. He has to come oh. and jump out and come back in. But don't don't worry about the it. bottom line is this, and I'll say this, and I'm gonna be done because I got shit to do. Super Bowl party to attend. I got shit to move out. The bottom line is this: black men and black women have simply have to step their game up on both sides. Period. Black women have to step their game up. Black men have to step their game up. If you want the type of man that's gonna provide for you and take care of you and and soften the nest and bring the big fluffy feathers into the nest for you, you have to be one that's willing to goddamn me go ahead on and make sure that you fluff out the goddamn feathers. If you're not a woman that's willing to do that and you want to stand in difference and in odds, you go ahead on and you stand in difference and in odds and you will be a fucking single fucking woman out here with cats as you age. For black men, if you're not willing to goddamn step up to the plate and do what you need to do and take care of a woman holistically, then you get what you fucking get. That's the bottom line on it. Okay, my job. Okay. <laughs> I agree with that. That's true. Okay. Let me can I, let me ask the ladies something. Let me ask you guys something. Why sure, is it? Sure thing. Why is it that so many black women are not serious about finding husbands and maintaining healthy relationships? Um. Okay. From my perspective. I think that a lot of women have been hurt and they feel like a lot of the men um, now, if they're educated and they've done what they were supposed to do, like as far as schooling and career wise, then it's like they want men who are on the same economic level while economics uh, a woman's economics don't generally, I'm not going to say they don't generally matter to a man because down here, it seems to be a different dynamic. And I really think that depends on the demographic. Right. But um, from what I hear, it's like um, if the man isn't making a certain amount of money, if he doesn't look a certain way, um, I think a lot of us are kind of still looking for a fairy tale in a certain sense. And so if it's not matching this um, fantasy that we have in our head, then a lot of women are like, you know what? When you enter into a marriage and you really, really take on the responsibility of really being with someone, that shit is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Then well, um, when we look at like our mothers and grandmothers, and I had a mother that was very, very, very real with me about marriage um, and very real with me about um, my stepfather. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so... Don't get me wrong, my mom wasn't. Uh, my mom was a good wife, and my stepfather was a good husband, to be honest with you. I think they were both really good people in a marriage together. But 
Um, it was certain things that my mom didn't want to compromise on. It was certain things that my stepfather didn't want to compromise on. And so um, it was just things that I learned about marriage that I was like, I don't know if I want to jump off into that right away. But, you know, your relationship is your relationship. But I think black women, a lot of black women feel like if they can't get the man that they truly, truly want, why go through with it? That's my opinion. And now I'm gonna just give you the short and sweet well, answer. If for I me. may, hold on, Q. I would Let tell me you just this. say really quick. He can't hear me. You don't Can get you to tell, tell a man. Q, Q, Q. Uncle Rose is talking right now. Q, she's talking right oh, now. Oh, I'm sorry. Q. I can't. I can't hear. Her. I'm, I'm just gonna be real brief. Um, I just want to say I think that regarding your question, it's because they've been indoctrinated by white feminists and made to believe that they don't need men. And that's my response. Yeah. Oh, let me um, ask you about that because I hear that all the time, and it makes sense. But I went to a, a I went to a West Coast liberal school filled with feminists, and them white girls want husbands. So how mm -hmm. come white women want husbands, but how come white feminists want husbands, black feminists don't? So they want white fem they want husbands that they can still control. And I think that the message that was pushed to black women was that you don't need your man. In addition, there were several government programs put in place yes. to almost um, to act as a um, um, negative reinforcement to black women who got rid of their man, or positive reinforcement to black women who got rid of their man or who didn't have men in the household. So, so I think that you know that was kind of in line with the message that was being pushed by white feminists. Let me um let me cut out that and that was actually very true. So here and because we wrongly bring up why did black women take that card of um, feminism, and we forget uh, how many black women had to stop being going to school back in the day to help out at the house. How many black women had couldn't go get a job because the job market wasn't fair for the black man. So you damn sure know what's going to be fair for you. And how many black women already knew that hey. Um, I'm stuck with this man. I didn't choose this man, like shit. But you know what? They, my family so, uh, just handed me off because this man offered them some money. We're not gonna pretend like certain men did not trade off their daughters for goddamn, you know, some money. And ain't like the woman or the mother could say any shit. It was just, it was what it was. So in addition, when you think about white men, they're more apt to. White men are not don't feel necessarily threatened and it's not a threat to their uh, white feminism does not appear to be as much of a threat to white masculinity as it does to black masculinity because if for black men the only place that they can feel like the leader is generally in the home so black white men are more apt to put up with it and to marry a woman who has feminist ideologies because it's not necessarily a threat to them because because they rule the, um, you know, the court, yeah, they rule the country. So it's not as much of a threat to them as it would be to a black man. He's already having to fight outside of his home. He doesn't want to come home and have to put a, you know, fight the same ideologies that he does out in the world. And then to be honest, let me just say this, to be honest, I don't really think that white, white women took feminism as seriously as black women took it because White women will still stand behind their man, right. and we can see that in the election. Um, that's true. They don't talk that stuff outside of the home, but yeah, that's a good point too, Danny. I mean, because, I mean, the, I mean, but let's be for real. Because I know somebody said, "What does that have to do with disrespect?" Let's just be for real. After the civil rights movement, and a lot of black men were either killed 
or incarcerated because of civil rights, what happened to the other men? They got sent off to Vietnam. So again, this is where the women have to make the decisions on their own. So they're like, listen, I'm gonna tell you what, you don't wanna work for that man. You don't wanna be under this kind of oppression. I'll tell you what, what if I offer you education, your own housing, your own shit, and also paid wages, and you can go to school for free. But I think they had IBM, Bell South. I remember all them um, com, um, com, um, mm -hmm. those are all government contracting that were working with welfare for a lot mm -hmm. of women. That's why a lot of, if you notice, a lot of women, a black women, they work in what? Government or state official um, yeah, that's true. because that's true. they were getting taken on by the state. And yet, mm -hmm. so when the men did come back, the men weren't getting any help from the state. It was just the women. So the women were like, yeah. well, look, I need a man for it. If I, I, listen, I got it all done by myself. You couldn't get the property on the house. See, it, so it makes the man look less than, and they pitted us like that. Right. Yeah, it was by design. Right. Because so, the dynamic shift, the monetary right. dynamic shift. Right. You were fighting to get the house, to keep it in the family, but you couldn't get the you couldn't get the money because they were keeping you out. But they took her and let her get the house and let her get the money. But the deal was one thing: you could not be part of the contract. So that in the sight of your family and the community made you look weak. So they purposely did that. If they can't destroy you, they'll destroy your name on your imagery. And they are very good at doing that. So it put a huge wedge in the black yeah. households. If you look at the stuff, the black men, the black boys are like, yo, every time I talk about a family, this black girl will say like, what do I need a man for? Shit, I got food, welfare, I got- And housing. black women were so easily- but like they were, we were susceptible to the programming, but we were easy to um, manipulate in that way, and and we were we bought into it hook, line, and sinker. Very much so. Right, because it, it, if you think about it, during that time period, it was already hard for, you know, the the black man to get and sustain employment and to keep that steady income coming into the household. Right. So they always struggling. And she's like, well, shit, if I can go holler at your boy yeah. over here yeah. and, and get a place to stay and some money and some food, like shit. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something from a woman's perspective. When I think about, because I hear people make some egregious comments about black women, like, you know, even black slaves and some of the things that they, um, some of the, the allegations that I hear made in this space. But I want to say something. As a woman, when you are in a position where um, you lose faith in your man because of his inability to provide, even if it is because he's being locked out of a system, so he's unable to provide because of circumstances beyond his control, you're looking for some sort of hope. So the government came and swooped in like, you know, big daddy and said, okay, well, these are programs that we can um, allow you to access on the one condition that you know, you keep the man out like to as a black woman that, you know, a lot of these women were mothers. They had young children to know that you can feed your children as long as you, you know, basically act as an agent for the government uh, by, you know, um, helping to subjugate your man. Women were willing to do it because they know their children would be fed. They felt hopeless. You know, they were looking for something that they could hang their hat on. They knew that every month that check was going to come as long as they kept that man out of the house. And or if they did, because most of them, they still had the man and he was sneaking in one yes, door and sneaking out the other. But you know what I mean? Like it, it, it changed the power dynamic in the house. Yep. Right. And I don't That's think true. We, That's true. Uh, we take a lot of count, account into like uh, the crack era and mass incarceration either. 
which also helped change the dynamic of a lot of our families. So I, I think that's a big thing that um, we don't tend to touch on because everybody's like, well, yeah, the black woman just let these motherfuckers come in and take over. And, and it's like, well, goddamn, if the men weren't there, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's just it's, it's pretty much uh, uh, it's just the, it's the it's the fifty um, pounds of, it's the fifty pounds of silver. It's just a Judah it's a Judah story. It's where what are you willing to do to get out of the burning building? It's like a bunch of rats trying to get off the ship. They're gonna claw and scratch mm. and bite and kill whatever it takes. And that's the only thing about it why I don't talk too much shit. Is like what my uncle said. Like you wasn't there in the cracker. I was. So how are you gonna talk your shit if you wasn't there? So you don't know what it took for me to keep grandma's roof. Over our head when granddaddy died. So I it's had to get out there. It's easy to do the Monday morning quarterback thing. Right. When you wasn't there. So it's easy to talk your shit. And I'm like, I, I get it. Some people, we got to say, well, you did what you did. I don't approve it. But you wasn't there. Just like exactly. the same thing. Right. So everybody, it's like, it's easy to talk after the damage has been done. And it is what it is. So if you know better, then do better. If you, if well, you we do, know one thing too is. I agree with all that, but th th you know, then some people take it all the way and they go, well, white feminism did this, right? And it was feminism and it was welfare. And it's like, yeah, that's all a part of it. And deindustrialization and mass incarceration and birth control and abortion. I mean, there's a whole lot of components here, but then, but they, but a lot of these narratives that I hear, they, they make it sound like black women are just stupid and hopeless and were tricked by the devil and had no power or autonomy or agency to make the decision for themselves. And it's like what BGS says, he talked about, uh, it was in the Kearney report. It was in the, uh, what, what was it? The, uh, Monahan. the Monahan report. And they were going, no, mm -hmm. this has already been in the culture, which, which know, would make a lot more sense. But right. here's my question now then. Here's, Cause I think we all are on the same page. We can all agree here, at least right. in this chat, that we have a cultural issue, right? It's just like mm -hmm. the women are acculturated a certain way, the men are acculturated a certain way, and it's not working. So I think like moving forward, don't we need like, we see SYSBM, Ibmore, like, look, I got a white wife. I don't wanna see a million interracial couples. I wanna see a thriving black community. I think we mm -hmm. all can agree with that. But I think like what, we, what, what I would like to see is, and I think what men are saying is we wanna see women like yourself, Sister George and Concrete Rose, like, scream loud from that megaphone to and get like an army of women to change the culture for themselves because nobody else can do it that's true and I, like you know I said, I, yeah and i have to admit that um there's definitely some accountability that has to be taken if no, if nothing more than admitting that we basically volunteered to be agents to be used in order to um you know um subjugate our own men so um i do right. think that there's some accountability but to me i feel like the biggest factors are the factors that those factors that we listed um because programming is very powerful um it starts right. from the time yeah. that you're a young child like this isn't something that adult women just had to face one day you're nope. being indoctrinated from the time from the time that you are able to understand what's going around on in the world around you before you're even in school that's why they can do studies and you know with kids as young as like three and four years old and they choose one dial over the other so this right. programming is very strong it's like a years and years of conditioning it's psychological conditioning that's all around you so it's not something that you know you can just shirk at but um there is definitely some accountability to be had on the other side and i think that's part of why we have these conversations because we do have to own up to our mess we can't fix what we don't own 
Right. Like, like, like what, 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 what Truth was just saying is like, is, is like you asking Danielle and Concrete to push a snowball uphill in the middle of hell. Mm. <laughs> you have to, though. Because yeah, I don't know um, if there's another option besides that, is there? You nope. know what? The whole thing with the with the channel and what we wanted to do, um, because I think Concrete and I are both very, very accountable, but at some point, I can't take on all the mistakes and she can't take on all the mistakes that everybody else made. Now I can get on here and I can sit here and I can admit to my mistakes in life where I fucked up at, but I'm not continuously making the same mistakes. But at the same token, it's not, I don't want to necessarily be in a position to judge my sisters, but it's like, okay. Um, I try to set the example, like, look, this is where I fucked up at. This is what I'm doing to fix it. What's up with you? And I don't uphold my sister's fuckery as well. But it's like, mm -hmm. if you're not calling the women out, y'all ain't calling the women out. Y'all ain't yeah, telling we can't win. that they doing this and they doing that. And it's like, okay, these are grown women. If you don't think, if they didn't listen to the men that they had or the men that they ran off, you really think they're going to listen to somebody, especially if you're not in a... um economic status because people don't really listen to you when you ain't flashy with you. In addition, what what how can we make them so we don't have any consequences for them to suffer? So black people, I'm not, black people are hard headed. Like you have to have something you can take away or some way you can impact them for them to generally fully um, understand your message. In addition, like we can because I do say uh, I, I feel like the the way the method that the men use to me it's not effective. Like you you guys aren't aren't reaching the masses because of you beating them over the head with no. you know um, the messages that you're sending and or your your delivery. So we're trying something different. Like we're having these conversations and um, the underlying message is accountability even if we're not coming out and saying sis you personally you got to be accountable for having a baby by that you know the underlying theme of a lot of our panels is accountability right. well, let, well let me I respond to that let me respond to that because you know i said what i said but i also want to say that it, to me it feels like that is that is what you're doing it does sound like you're screaming from a microphone from a megaphone to help shape culture. That's what it looks like to me as an outsider, because you're having very rational, adult, civil conversation, conversations, and it seems like you're very well intended in that way. But like, you know, as a man, as a black man, and I look at this and I'm like, there's not enough Sister Georges and Concrete Roses out here. Like you guys get called, you know, they shit on you and call you a pick me and all this old crazy stuff. So when the women, when women do it right, it's like, they try to beat you down and hush, don't say that. Don't, you know, don't say these things. And it's like, well, if, 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 if black women don't rebuild the culture for themselves in small ways, and you know, everybody can't, you know, doesn't have 40 hours a week to dedicate to this, but everybody's got to be hands on deck and help shape this culture. Like for example, I was on a hangout with some women and they go, well, truth, well, you know, so, you know, what would you tell your daughter when it comes to dating men? And, she, you know, because they, they felt like they got bad advice. And I said, well, pick a man with character and integrity who wants to, who's, who's got a strong education, who wants to work hard for you. Get a man who treats you right. Like, don't worry about the superficial stuff. It's about the core values. She goes, wow, my, you know, no man ever told me that before. My dad, you know, I didn't talk to my dad. I never heard that before. It made me want to cry. And I'm thinking like, well, God damn, that's not that complicated. Wow. Like, mom didn't tell you, culture didn't tell you that. 
And I don't know if she was for acting or whatever, but no, culture isn't isn't put you know that message isn't permeated throughout our culture. So nope. you gotta. And then another thing is, it's like uh, with a lot of the sisters, a lot of the sisters don't really realize where they fucked up at, or it's not a thing that really hit them. It's not really consequences that they have to face behind a lot of their choices. And so if you have four or five kids by four or five different men and you able, you were able to get welfare and you were able to put the blame off on the man for being um, abusive or crazy or whatever, and you put out, you put the man out, or whatever. Um, a lot of women don't really look at their own selves and say, okay, I made this choice and I made that choice. Um, and so I have to be accountable for my choices and women have not been made to be accountable. And so yeah. it's like, um, when we pass, when the women have been pacified for as long as we can remember, mm -hmm. they've been pacified. Nobody's held them accountable. Nobody took the rug out from under them. Then it's like, you have this effect where the men are saying, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not dealing with mm -hmm. this. Like, then they're like, almost rewarded for doing the things that they do. Yes. You know, women can, yes. they can, they can um, weaponize the police. They can, you know, um, get yep. government assistance and, you know, put, put men on child support as a form of punishment. If you don't do what I say, I'll go to the child support. I'll go to the law on you. You know what I mean? Like they're almost rewarded because they're acting as agents and they don't even realize it. Well, here's the thing too. Let me give you guys a little a little pushback on that. I'm gonna sting maybe sting you up a little bit on this because earlier you were saying like, well, I don't want to talk against my sister, and I said right there, well, okay, as a thinking black man, and and I stand with thinking black men and Ibmore, I you know I stand with my guys, and I go, well, if you're not willing to speak against the culture then are you re really an ally to black men? If I, I ask have that. no problem speaking against black women. No, I, I think we do. Against. Absolutely. I think we both yeah. speak against the culture. Yeah. I think we yeah, absolutely speak against the culture. But, from, but we, 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 we speak out against it because that's why we're called mammies and that's why, you know, we get berated and, you know, Good. things are... But what, things what are people want us. us to do, what people want us to do in this space is call out specific people mm -hmm. and, like, I'll give y'all a prime example. I went on Obsidian show um, a couple weeks, maybe about a week or so ago, and Obsidian was asking me questions about Cynthia G and, and whatever Cynthia G has going on. Now, I've never had a real conversation with Cynthia G. I honestly, I, I can say what I've heard, but I don't, I don't know if that's true or untrue because I don't know. And I haven't investigated and I've never talked to the woman. But I'm also a single mother who had a child out of wedlock. Now, I can sit here and uh, be accountable for my actions, but how do I look as a woman who was also, well, I don't know her, what her story is, but if her story is that she had a child out of wedlock, then how am I as a woman who had a child out of wedlock able to look at her and say, well, you shouldn't have had a child out of wedlock? Right. It's like, I don't have that right, so I'm not going to call out anything specific. I'm not going to call out women specifically. But I'll call out the behavior specifically. Let me let me give you some pushback on that too. Because there's a major difference. Like maybe you don't call her out for having for being a single mom or whatever in that degree. But that woman says so much shit that no that she there's no way she could believe what she says. A lot of these these women they talk a lot of shit that they don't believe that they know is not true. Like you, Concrete Rose, you said some crazy shit to me in one of our conversations, and you meant every word of it. I was like, well, I respect you. I don't. It sounds not insane. Not sure what you're talking but about, you, but, but you if I said it, it though, I'm right? sure I meant it. Huh? Yeah, you said you meant it, right? Talking about, but 
If I said it, I'm sure I meant it. But see, hang on. So let me, let me, a lot of these other women, they don't even mean what they're saying. They're just bullshitting because they're saying it for views. And, they're, and what they're doing is they're capitalizing. Old man does a lot of this too. Old man, the, a lot of these guys, what they're trying, instead of like trying to really reshape the culture for something better, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're capitalists, they're YouTube capitalists, and they'll say anything for money. Now, old man, I stand with about 98% of everything he says. But at the same time, I wouldn't trust that motherfucker. Ad. I would not trust him at all. Let me get at this because I've been listening to both sides. And literally, I like to sit off the court and just watch the game. Because that's all I see it as a, as a game of he said, she said. Some, Sometimes Negroes be knowing more of what's going on on YouTube than what's going on with the kid in school. And I'd be like, yo, like y'all worry too much about some of these things like I agree. Like, at some point, if you're not going to be telling me solutions, if y'all got a problem with single mothers, don't bother with them. But also in the same sense, if you know you're not like, I could tell the brother uh, Curlin, he's not messing around and up in these ratchet women facing the problem. And you too, true. Neither am I. Yeah. I. We don't got we don't got no business being in them areas. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I, I I'm not I'm not of that elk anymore. But the same else the same way else. I'm not going to be going around saying, you know what, get yourself a white woman because clearly the black woman don't got no call. Mm. I'm, like, I'm like, nigga, do you know how I look saying that shit? Because my kid, I have kids. I have, I, I mean, I'm not going to shit on my people for other people to get a smile on the side. Like, because I, when I go to other people's spaces, they're not going to say, get yourself a black woman because she's a freak. Like, then they're, they're not True. They're, like, we gotta understand certain times you gotta know when to say, yo, dude, I need to stop what I'm doing. I'm doing uh, I'm doing more harm. Like I usually I usually try to give answers. Hey you guys, y'all wanna know how to get a job? Y'all wanna know how to do your taxes? Maybe if I it may not be the most liked or viewed um video, but guess what? At least I can't say I was part of the buffoonery or the fuckery. Like when they ask me to come up here, I'm only speaking about my marital experience. And I understand. Mm -hmm. Me being as long as I've been in the manuscript, I've been in the manuscript for a long time. I've been there. Right. And, and and like you were saying earlier, it's like, uh, okay, so certain guys will blaspheme the black woman. But, you know, if if you go to a different area, a different culture, and you start dealing with those women and your guard is down, dude, you're susceptible to the same shit. And that's what a lot of the I don't think a lot of these cats realize right. it, it's because there's a lot of behavior that is inherent to a woman. This is like the, and that uh, is the key, Curlin. Right. It, just like there's a lot of behavior that is inherent to men in general. You know what I'm saying? So if if you go and and let's say deal with, say, a Brazilian chick, you know what I'm saying? She's seeing the same thing that you know, the, the, the black woman will, but she's going to behave differently because that's inherent to her culture. But she has the capability of treating you the exact same way. Mm. It's just going to look different to you because it's foreign to you. And, you know, meanwhile, you, you yeah. think that you're all good. But on, on at the at the other end of it, when you realize that you've got treated like shit, then you, you, you the light bulb comes on. You'd be like, oh, OK, mm -hmm. well, goddamn. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying this as a guy that has that has dealt with and and married and live with women of outside of just black women. Mm -hmm. That's how I, I know it for a fact. 
Right. You know I think I'm, I'm speaking from a good point. I think the thing about it is, is and this is why I don't I can vibe with concrete and George is because there's a there's a balance. There's a balance. And some people just want to get on and just fumigate fumes of toxin of just bow, 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 bow. They're, but they're not going to give you the answer. Let, they're not going to yeah. give you the answer. Let me address this guy in the chat really quick. Um, Blitz 7094. Who we don't we not up here to our platform isn't about calling out any specific person. We're not calling out um obsidian for the malicious um things that he said about the black community. We're not calling out anybody. Um, there's a lot of speculation regarding Cynthia G. I'm not in her business enough to know if a lot of the allegations that are being made are even true. Like, what are we supposed to be calling her out on? And, and who do you hear us calling out? I mean, like I said, man, you're gonna have you're gonna have people like that concrete. Like, listen, man, I talked about being sexually abused as a child. People call me gay in the community. That's, you a, think that's, you, that's, the, that's not, despicable no, that they but, would do that. But it's well, okay, but it's cool. Well, but, can I answer that concrete? But, let me let me answer that real quick because to me, I just look at it, it's like you don't have enough good enough good women speaking up against against the against bad women. You yeah, know, but we talk that. about the behaviors. Why would we call out and Turn attack? Up. She's been I'm attacked in the manosphere. We talk about the behaviors. We talk about the actual, as opposed to targeting one person, why not focus on the behavior? Because she's not the only person if everything that's being said about her is true. You think she's the only baby mama? You think she's the only person that had a successful YouTube channel and did something that, you know, um, didn't, wasn't favorable? So why, why not? Focus on the behavior. I think we well, try to, I'm, not, I'm not trying to attack you. It's not your fault. No, you know, no, it's I'm not your. Passionate. I'm not trying to attack you. But all, I'm just saying, like as 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 a man, I'm like, there's not enough of you, right? It's like we need more of y'all. And wh why does she have so many viewers and you have so few? Yeah, she's been doing it longer, but you're ne never going to have that many viewers because the culture likes that bullshit. And, and it's like the magos. That's and the why we don't have girl. too many viewers oh, now because oh, we're oh. not talking about drama. Okay, but yeah. uh, hold on. Let's look at that. Remember when we were talking about the school thing? Now, let's look at that. We talked about the school thing, I think, what, like, uh, the last video ago? And I said, well, black brothers, why don't y'all go by the kids' school? Or better call the school. Mm -hmm. I had more pushback. And y'all y'all girls, y'all people on the, yeah. on the panel, I had more pushback. Well, we can't do this. We can't do that. So when you're saying you can't make sacrifice for your, for your child, keep that same fucking energy. Because when you start making excuses, and I understand us as men on here, we know the world gives zero fucks for our excuses. You know they, you know how they come at us. So yeah. I, I, I understand that. Listen, man, if I, 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 I know you, I'm not going to say nobody up here ain't putting up the work, putting in the fight. Um, Sister George, shout out to you. You helped my, uh, you helped my friend. Now she got her book right there on Barnes Noble, right man, on the show. Congratulations to you know her. What I'm so. We yeah. we I, I, we're trying to get we're trying to help people move. Forward. Understand the people who put in the work are going to get the least thank you. Mm -hmm. While the people That's who true. have to burn down and fuck up shit, they're going to get all the praise and, and get all the, the hate and all the attention. So yeah. it's one of those stalkisms. Like which one do you want to do? Understand, mind you, I'm gonna just show y'all with this. When O'Shea talks about tricking, mm -hmm. and I love my brother, you know, and he he tells me he said, "Yo, whenever I talk about stupid shit or niggathons." Niggas show up. Oh yeah. Let me now. Let me talk about something about uh, finances, uh, getting a job, how to dress, how to speak properly in corporate world. Man, that those videos be like only a thousand, just barely mm -hmm. making it. And he was like, "See, 
So and that's like, true because we like effery. We like effery, and that's what it is. I do want to address something Carlin said regarding um, women. I do think that the, it's an oversight that you know, especially when I think about Westernized women uh, and women who have been influenced by Western culture, because we influence women all over the world. Um, when you think like uh, it's. You know, when you talk about women being selfish, women being hypergamous and only wanting, you know, a man, man's resources and a lot of the things that are focused on regarding black women are inherent to westernized women. And it's a part of the programming. And that is something that is not acknowledged. And I find it very funny that men will put um, women of another persuasion on a pedestal and act as if that's a better choice when they, you know, they're uh, they've been indoctrinated the same way in which black women have, you know, so you're gonna and it may not be as um, it may not be as evident when you're dealing with someone from another culture, because like Kerlin said, you don't, you know, that it's foreign to you. So it's gonna it look may different. look a different. Yeah, it may look a different way, but a lot of times it's the same thing. It's just um, it plays itself out in a different way. But I think that that's one thing that gets ignored. You know what I mean? Like we have to um, be honest about the fact that, you know, we, we and I, I, I know we're selfish. We want we're 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 almost um, a lot of the things that we um, that we're kind of acting out in adulthood like it started from the time that we were children we were made to feel and think that as though we're princesses and that you know we deserve certain things and that we shouldn't have to work for it and that is what you're seeing played out in adult women right overall i think our society as a whole has a much bigger impact on the behaviors that you see across women Westernized women all across this country and well all across this continent versus uh, the the concentrated the concentrated impacts of say a certain society. Now that, that, that's not to say that we don't have our own bullshit because we do, but best you can best believe that other women have their own bullshit too. I mean. Uh, it's clear that they do. That's why there are right. big town groups that are, you know, specific to women of other cultures. Right. I, I mean, like if, if it wasn't there, if it didn't exist, then Rollo Tomasi would be in business right now. And you, we all know that brother been at it for a while. So. Matter of fact, Rollo Tomasi is on. He has a thousand live viewers right now. So, hey, just okay. saying. Interesting. Well, this was a, this has been a good topic, and I agree with a lot. Always good conversation. But we're gonna go ahead and get ready to close it out. So we're gonna start with final um, comments. Danny, who you want to go first? I'll go um, first. If your okay, woman makes ahead, you a plate in public, but she's an asshole at home, doing something wrong. You got to, you know what I mean. You got to make that plate in public <laughs> and be nice, or at home. It's got to be both, right? No shorts. I'm out of here later. <laughs> All right, Thank true. you, true. Thank you, true. BMC. Okay. BMT got ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, my final thoughts is more or less like it. It's it's I don't have any problem with like the whole SYSBM thing and and like BGS said, seeking the right woman for you, but stay vigilant because if you think that you won't see certain characteristics and behaviors in 
women of other diasporas, then you fucking fooling yourself. So that's all I got. And uh, babe, what we eating? Hell yeah. You know, um, this was definitely a good conversation. Um, and I, I, I often hear Danny say that, um, you know, she she is, you know, all for SYSBM. And, I, you know, like I said, I've always gotten mixed messages. And this topic wasn't about SYSBM, but Carlin brought it up, so it made me think about something. Um, I've always gotten mixed messages regarding the mission of SYSBM, but I'm all for people finding what makes them happy. You only get one life, so it's important to find a mate that, you know, you can live with and someone that, you know, will make you happy. I just am not a proponent for um you know, elevating any group of people over my, 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 my people. So, you know, that's my only issue with um, the whole message that I've heard put out there attached to SYSBM. But nonetheless, um, this was an absolutely good topic. We wanted to do something lighthearted that wasn't too deep. We know y'all getting ready to watch the Super Bowl, So I'm going to shut nope, up and me. then let Danny <laughs> chime in. One day I am really going to have to break down why I am in support of SYSBM because I do uh -huh. support them in a certain sense. Um, I feel like the pursuit of a person's happiness is directly up to them. And what makes a man a man is being able to make his own choices and to make his life the best life that uh -huh. he can. And so when people say, oh, um, they're going off to these other races of women. You should have something to say about it. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to say about a man trying to do what a man does, which is build, create, and uh, take take care, do whatever they do. And it's not my business. Um, yeah, so I have my reasons for why I support SYSBM, and I think it's uh, quite different than what most people would expect it to be, but um, do what you do, live your best life because at the end of the day, I'm not with you. I'm not making your life any better. If you say it's the that's messed up, then get away from the culture. Mm. And if they're out, um, from what I've heard from a lot of the guys in SYSBM, they're really trying to build and create something new. And I salute them on their journey because when I get ready to do something on my own and for my people, then that's what I'm going to do. And I don't expect yeah. a lot of pushback when I do what it is I'm going to do for my people. So and that makes sense, Danny. You know what? Yeah. We will have to talk about that because I, I just don't like you, anybody elevating a group above my people saying that they're better and or I don't want, I, I don't like the notion that we can be replaced. The black community can be replaced and we can rebuild and replace the current black community. So I guess that's probably what kind of gives me, has left a bad taste in my mouth regarding the group because I've heard those things attached to the group, but we gotta, we gotta right. talk about it one day. Yeah, I think that would be a really, really good subject uh, yeah. because I, my whole thing is I really, at the end of the day, um, I'm not going to be the one dragging them by the foot trying to get them to stay right, here. Right, good point. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm also um, the type of person, if your ass want to leave, uh, honey, let me mm. help you back. I'm, I'm just not the one to hold a person back. <laughs> no, trying I feel to you. I, I you, you know what I'm saying? So, I, yeah. yeah, that's how I be looking at it. But with the topic, I feel like um, as when I'm, when I'm happy, I want my man to be happy. I love serving my man. I love making my man feel good. 
And so um, I'm going to do whatever it is that my man likes to be done for the most part, for the most part, um, you know, to help us help us. So that's my final thoughts on it. Yeah. We will Thank you guys for your support. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the Super Bowl and happy Sunday. I'm not yes. even watching the Super Bowl. I'm like, like I gotta oh, do something. you not watching it? Mm, not really. I probably like watching the commercials just to go, but I've seen most majority of the movie commercials, so I'm yeah. just not. I'm not. I'm just gonna just you know chill out. Something for Kobe. You would start Borgen right yeah, now. Be to Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Girl, you up there doing a remix? <laughs> I mean, no, no, I, I greatly do. I greatly listen. I want y'all to know I do. I do enjoy y'all too. I even have a guest. I even have a surprise for y'all. I do have a um, a South African artist rapper uh, signed by the Dream. Um, I was gonna do an interview with him, but I also want to open it up for other Black content creators to get to sit down and do an interview with him also. So I definitely could put y'all name in the pot uh, to for y'all ladies to get to sit down, break bread with him. You know what I'm saying? I already definitely did that. George already knows how I do it on my side. And I definitely want to open it up. He's really good. I sent, uh, I think I sent the message to George. Um, yeah. so, um, definitely y'all two ladies, let me know. Um, and if, I, if there's enough, if more people come, I'll step out the panel and y'all can sit with him. I talk with him, he's very cool. Um, his YouTube channel channel is okay. Chamberlain Y, okay. um, and he's a South well, African um, rapper, so he's really good. Y'all don't even have to check it out. Y'all can just come on and just actually interview him and find out what's going on. And you know, what I'm saying maybe that might be a spot that one day y'all might yourselves might want to hit up, and he might just throw y'all in a video or something like that. So, y'all guys, like I said, um, I just support y'all. Y'all know I'm got my hand up and just. Everything y'all try to do, I just support it. Thank so you, BMT. We appreciate up. your support. We really Anytime. do. We really do. So, you guys, we will see you guys on Wednesday. Absolutely. Um, hopefully, you guys have a great weekend. Go 49ers. I'm taking all bets. I'm kidding. I don't bet anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you guys Wednesday. Please be careful. No drinking and driving. Have fun. Go for you. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.